My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's WNR 173 Part 2. Two. And it's a NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Four. So let's start with the alternate intro. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. Da, 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 da. And they're always glad you came. You wanna be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You wanna be where everybody knows your name. So there we go, that was cheers and cheers to everybody for joining us here for NXT Takeover Brooklyn 4 Live, of course, in Brooklyn. History. Is written by the winners. Wait a minute! Johnny a history where one moment what the hell? can forever change its course. Johnny Gargano's obsession with Tommaso Ciampa cost Alistair Black the NXT Championship. It is a history with a promise of redemption. The NXT Championship will now be decided in a triple threat match. Can be stolen in the blink of an eye. What you gonna do when there's blood in the water? But when the legacy of a champion is victory through corruption, how can the noble triumph in the face of evil? As the devious declare their power through hubris. If you're lucky, you may be able to bask in the experience. How can the tormented... Kyrie, I have killer instinct. You don't. Excel amidst the wicked. Ricochet is not special. Adam Cole is special. And the Undisputed Era continues to prove our dominance over this entire NXT roster. The time for talking has ceased. The time to fight has come. I know it. Adam Cole, he is hiding behind that title. You know it. It's not about tricks that we sleeve. That's what Undisputed Era use. You're looking at the next North American champion. Did you see what happened to the Royal Albert Hall? It's the same thing's gonna happen at Taiko. 
I will beat you. All it takes is one moment to turn the tide. In Brooklyn, on NXT's grandest stage, which superstars will make history? This is my NXT now! The only reason you're NXT champion is because of me. Once again, Johnny Gargano loses, and I win. This is not your NXT! Now I'm still breathing! Dan, what did you think of the opening promo? It is, you know, it is a good way to start off. They've they've got a recap. Well, they started off with a recap of Champa Gagano and Black and the incident that happened with Black. Then they go on to the undeserving era. They have a recap of what, you know, the the deviants they've been getting up to. And then you have the uh, EC3 and uh, Velveteen Dream bit. And, you know, it's just going on through each match, giving you a, a brief outline of what's been going on. So, you know, it, it is a good little recap to build up to yeah no it is indeed and uh, we start off and a call well, coming out here now the undisputed era shot the system hits the airways we're going to get the tag team titles we've got predictions though in an envelope dan do you want to just explain the prediction leagues for everybody yes uh predictions we have three different leagues we've got the nxt prediction league we've got the wwe pay-per-view prediction league and of course we have a bonus prediction league as well um are we gonna, we're gonna have a we're going to try something new. We're going to have a little bonus point. I've tried to read James's mind, and he's tried to read my mind of who you know each other's gone for. And if we get all five correct, then that is another bonus point for you know each of us if we get them all correct. So yeah, even more convoluted than normal. But should say on the NXT predictions, we are two takeovers each. So that is two two leading into this with bonus points, and of course with pay points. We'll explain everything tomorrow. On we explained everything on our live show, and of course uh, we shouldn't forget we're five five when it comes to pay per views and bonus points eight seven to Dan at this moment in time as well. But Mustache Mountain are out here and they look ready for action. I mean we talk about promos in this match. We'll do predictions first, seeing as they're coming out here. Dan, it is your predictions to begin. Who have you gone for? Well, James, first of all, I believe. Have gone for the Undisputed Era. Right. And you believe I have gone for... I don't know, what's it saying, that Undisputed Era? It says Undeserving Era, yeah. Alright, so who have you gone for then? <laughs> You're oh, looking too much just... into this at the moment for a bonus point. You know, it's just a little game, but I've gone for Handsome Kyle. Just Handsome Kyle? <laughs> handsome Kyle, I don't see Roderick Strong. No, uh, I have gone for uh, O'Reilly and Strong in this one yeah. as well. So, yeah, we've we both gone what we thought we'd go for. Why have you gone for that one? I, I think, you know, um, with Adam Cole losing later on to Ricochet, I think the Undisputed Era, they need <laughs> something to hold on to. All right, I see what he's doing. Oh, I see that's going to happen. Um, all right, no, I, I feel that if you look at the story of this, I think Undisputed Era need to come out on top. You, like we talked about in the live show, you go back two months ago and you look at the story of this when Mustache Mountain upset the odds, really, and won the NXT Tag Team titles in a, in a Match of the Year candidate and then losing the Tag Team titles thanks to Trent Seven's uh, knee injury with Bate throwing in the towel. So Seven was, you know, didn't give up. And I think Undisputed Era need to win this and I think that'll be it. But we start off quickly and Seven... 
knocks off O'Reilly. Well, no, Strong knocks off Bate, and now they're double teaming Trent Seven. To begin with, you can't keep your eyes on this. It's going to be a hell of an action. <coughs> Strong's got Tyler Bate now, throws him into Trent Seven. And the Antifute Lewis started really, really quick. Yeah, they've come out of the blocks running. Um, yeah, now, you know, they've started off on uh, Mustache Mountain, but I think, you know, they've, they've kind of got their way into it. Well, and it's just a massive slugfest between all four guys in the middle of the ring. They're going to go for the old bait and switch. Well, this is exactly what yeah, you want to see. Bang. Both guys with the bait and switch clearing the ring of the Undisputed Era. And now they're going outside to get the Undisputed Era. They're just beating down on O'Reilly and Strong. Well, Undisputed Era had the game plan to bring it early, but that was met by Mustache Mountain Trent Seven in there now. Because they're huskier of the individuals. And like, give me a bit of hope. Tags in Tyler Bate. And now they're going to double team him, sent on down. Nice knees by Tyler Bate. Takes that strong. Goes for the cover. But O'Reilly kicks out. Ah. So keys to victory, Dan. Uh, what did your team, what does your pick on the few they need to do if they want to win this? Uh, I don't know. I think they need to kind of um, play Mustache Mountain at their own game. Um, you know, they need to kind of absorb everything they have to offer and try and out wrestle. It's going to be difficult, but you know, I, I think I think they have you know what it takes to you know kind of overcome their adversaries in a clean match. Well, I think the thing is, is that if I'm undisputed here, I'm looking at Trent Seven as your weak link, and that's no offence to him. But like I said, we know how incredible Bait can be, and we look at the size of that leg brace on Trent Seven. It's basically a target. I think the game plan last time worked perfectly, and I think they could try it again with just taking seven down. I think with Mustache Mountain is different because you need them to be both fresh to have that kind of impact. This is what Undisputed Era have been really good at. Talk about traditional wrestling, you know, cutting off the ring, and uh, quick tags in, take down the opponents, work on the uh, uh, body part, and this is exactly what Undisputed Era do. And the more Tyler Bate is on the apron, he's, he's, he's got the injury to seven in the back of his mind. There's no doubt about that. You know, if you lose the tag team titles, it's always going to come up again with that injury. And I think it's one of these things where they could be in trouble and Unspeed Era already doing it in the, the early going. But I think a great way to kind of start the uh, the card off, you know, we are going to have a couple of single matches that we never ha- we don't usually have coming up. But I think, like I said, the story's going to be so different to it, like Ricochet Cole and, of course, uh, EC3 and uh, Velveteen Dream. And then Last Man Stand is not really a proper match, is it? It's just going to be... A all... slugfest. It's like, well, if this match started off like this, I guess Brooklyn 4 can. Well, Trent Seven finally managing to get a tag to Tyler Bate after being stopped by Kyle O'Reilly. Coming in and a Hesses' takedown, followed up by a lovely high-leaping uh, drop kick. Well, Tyler Bate is on fire, baby, at the moment. He's back up on the second rope. Oh, drops O'Reilly with a... Uh... Like a European uppercut. Now, O'Reilly stunned, managing to get the boot up and tagging Roderick Strong. Oh, <laughs> my God. He's got O'Reilly on his shoulders. He's got Strong's legs. And he's going <laughs> to spin them both. Oh, my God. But Strong trying to pick the leg. O'Reilly's trying to choke him out. Oh, my God. And that is dangerous from the Undisputed Era and Strong. Uh, and Bate might be strong, but he can't fight Alice. No, he's got Roderick Strong up. Deadlift German <laughs> on his back and just German strong over. The strength from this little fella, it's 
Unbelievable. Is there anything Tyler Bate can't do, you know? I mean, Is just... there anything Ricochet can't do? Is there anything Bate can't do? I mean, Bate versus Ricochet oh. would be an absolutely amazing match. Um, Bate now uppercutting both Strong and O'Reilly, but my God, Roderick Strong came flying out of that corner and turned Bate inside out with a leaping clothesline. Well, I might be out trying to get seven. You see replay of the impact. Now, Kyle O'Reilly, and he's going to go straight to the arm of Tyler Bate. And O'Reilly is really good at picking the body part. We saw that with a leg of seven. Maybe it'll be the arm of Bate in this one. Love the chance of uh, undisputed Mustache Mountain at the moment. Look at these palm strikes by O'Reilly. Just so different in the ring. That's what sets him apart from the rest of the undeserving era. I think Strong is... is, is He's good in what he does as well. I might think he's a bit bland, but I think he helps out being a tag team. I wonder about him when uh, Fish has fully recovered because what are you going to do with that? But at the moment, you know, I, I quite it's really good. Undisputed era as a double team. Tyler Bate might have him now, but Bate gets showed up at two. Two. Now Bate desperate to get Trent Seven back in the ring. He's being worked over by both members of the Undeserving Era. You can't blame the strategy. It's, it's just good tag teaming. You know, we talked about on the live show the amount of uh, tag teams and XT and tag teams that they had. And this is just out of the kind of revivals playbook or like that. You know, you can kind of see that they are slightly lacking for depth. I mean, you know, these two teams, I'm not complaining about it one bit, but it's only been these two teams that have been fighting over the titles for a little while. You know, you have got a half a dozen other teams tag teams you know in NXT but you know it's it's just these two guys yeah I'm not sure how these two teams I'm not really sure I'm not sure how many of the teams are ready you know like to talk about Street Profits Heavy Machine are they really ready for a run at the NXT tag team titles you know talk about credibility we had Lorcan and Birch teaming up didn't we against uh, the Unspeated Era and, and and that was a bit of a weird team even though we weren't complaining I think those three teams, you know, are probably a little bit more experienced, especially the way Bate's being treated at the moment. You know, Bate is just fantastic. Barring the Enzo defeat, you know, they've not really done wrong with him in, in WWE at the moment. And uh, I think with, with Seven, you know, he's kind of veteran. With everybody else, would we really have that top quality match? You talk about the quality of the card. If it was Heavy Machinery versus Undisputed Era, would it be as good a match? And I think that's sometimes what it is. But... Hopefully, we will see it in the upcoming months. You know, so War Raiders involved now. They want a shot at the winners of this. Maybe for, for the Undisputed Era to go into. And would it be fair to say the Undisputed Era are picking apart Tyler Bate at this moment in time? They are, yeah. They've uh, isolated him. They've got the quick tags in and out. You know, it is Tag Team Wrestling 101. Trying to take out the leg of Tyler Bate. Roderick Strong bouncing off the bottom rope to jump on Bate's leg. But he gets a bit of assistance from the f- over the top. And as... Bates trying to get a tag to his partner. His leg gets grabbed by Roderick Strong. You got O'Reilly out there trying to get him back into it, and now it's uh, O'Reilly to try and stop him getting a tag from Trent Seven. But he gets uh, low bridged and sent to the outside. And now Bates finally bit of separation. Can he get the Trent Seven? No, Roderick Strong back in. Oh no, Bates low. Trying to hop over to Seven. Oh. But O'Reilly grabbing the leg of Seven. He gets a slap for his troubles, though. Tyler Bate kicks off strong. Finally gets a tag into Trent Seven. And it's nice to see him getting a hot tag and treat, you know, especially after the the way of defeat. Seeing that he's nice and strong. Back body drop. 
And now, suicide dive onto Kyle O'Reilly. Goes right into Barry Cade. And he throws O'Reilly in now. Seven with a club. One over the other corner. Right into O'Reilly. Back into strong. Here comes O'Reilly with a boot. Gets caught by seven. Lifted up and just a one-arm powerbomb. I think O'Reilly booted strong as well. Oh, my God. Turned inside out with a suplex. And again... Lovely variation. Going for the cover. No. Somehow, strong manager to kick out. Uh. Seven got strong. Going to set him up now. No. Gets caught with a couple of big elbows. Tags in O'Reilly. That's the thing. Turn momentum quite quickly. And they do it well. O'Reilly with a kick. And now, brain buster to... Seven managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. And now Seven's in trouble. But Bates been beaten down as well, so I don't know if it's the cleverest of tags at the moment. And now O'Reilly, oh, big knee to the midsection of Seven. Disputed era corner. Quick tags again, strong, throwing O'Reilly into Seven and following up with a knee of his own. Well, the referee not counting out O'Reilly. He's been in there for over five seconds now. Yeah. Strong with a strong slam after a kick. By O'Reilly. O'Reilly's still not left the ring. He's saying about the tag. He's just clapping his hands together. Oh, no. Ref- oh! oh! Well, Bates done something about it. Coming in a roly-poly heel, click, heel kick for uh, O'Reilly. Well, Seven hit the backhand. Strong ducked. He hit O'Reilly instead. But Strong now has got the half Boston got the Boston Crab in on Seven in the middle of the ring. It's more like a lion tamer, that. And look Quite at the... High. Well, exactly, he extends not only his back, but the leg as well, twisting it. And now O'Reilly has jumped in with a triangle on Bait. And we're going to see a double tap here. No, seven close. Tyler Bait trying to power up oh O'Reilly. Oh, my God. One arm he's got him. Throws oh. him into Roderick Strong. Absolutely brilliant from little Tyler. Well, yeah, I've never seen a wrestler thrown at another wrestler before. Well, you can use a wrestler as a weapon. <laughs> exactly, and look at that. We see the replay, but the response from the crowd, standing to the feet, is anything... Tyler Bate is just amazing. But it's not just him, it's the other three guys as well. Let's give him credit. Seven struggling to get to his feet. Tyler Bate gets the hot tag in. Unloads with a few lefts and rights oh. and a big uppercut. Catches the boot strong, hits an uppercut. O'Reilly in now. He gets caught by Tyler Bate. Exploder <laughs> suplex into him off the apron. But Bates not finished. This is awesome chance. Fill the air. Diving over the top rope. Takes out O'Reilly. Strong. <laughs> tries to throw him in the ring. He bounces off with his uh, patented neck bounce. Takes out Strong. Throws him in the ring. Tyler, Tyler Driver. Boom. One. Two. Ah. <laughs> Fuck. Roderick Strong just managing to kick out. Uh. Wow, my goodness. Tyler Bate there turned it up. Look, Mar, no hands. Didn't <laughs> touch the ropes. And then the way he reversed the clothesline, uh, very reverse from Strong. Comes off with a thunderous clothesline, absolutely perfect. Wow, my God. And Bate now, he's already hit his finisher. What else has he got planned? Well, he's going up top. Oh. Strong cuts him off. Oh, my God, this is not going to end well for Tyler Bates. Strong's going to suplex him. Tyler's holding on for dear life, though. Punching away at the head of Strong. 
Trying to knock him off. Oh, Strong does land all the way down, but distracted referee. Oh. Oh, wrapping Bates' leg round the ring post. And now Strong sees that, got his leg up. Oh. Throws him into the turnbuckle, tags in O'Reilly. O'Reilly kicks off seven. Bates up up to his feet, but gets his leg picked by O'Reilly. And that is a beautiful submission held by O'Reilly. The ankle is twisting the way it shouldn't be. Bate is in serious trouble. He's got a bit of a heel hook going on there, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, look at the bend of the foot. It's meant to go the other way. <laughs> Seven desperate for a tag in, but I don't know. This might be all she wrote. And Seven saying, just fight it. It might be painful, but the NXT tag the title's on the line. Here comes Seven in that. And let Strong, Strong can come in and just push O'Reilly. Come on, ref. And now Seven has got the towel. Oh, not again. No, don't. Not again. No, Seven was going to, but stopped himself. Tyler stopped him. O'Reilly's telling him to do it. Don't do it. No, he'll be fine. He throws it into the crowd. And he just shouts at Tyler Bate to come on. Strong charges towards him. He doesn't get stopped. But Trent Seven does. Yeah, well, Strong got back dropped out of the ring. And now Bate, we know his power with everything he's got. Trying to get the Trent Seven. Come on, kid. Dragging himself and O'Reilly towards Seven. Yes. Finally gets the tag. The fatales <laughs> it all. Yeah, seven blocks the shot. Wants O'Reilly to hit him. That's why. Bang. Turns him inside out with a clothesline. Two. two. Oh, well, that ripcord clothesline nearly took O'Reilly's head off. Yeah, and he tags back in Bate, even though Bate's in trouble. Because they want to finish him. Seven has got O'Reilly up. Seven had him up for the torture rack. Strong gets... Fights off Strong. Yeah, Strong is down now. Bates off. Bang. O'Reilly face first into the mat. One. One. Two. two. Oh, my (laughs) God. O'Reilly just managing to kick out. Oh... Well, I thought that was it then. I really did. Well, Seven can't believe it. So close. Because a massive NXT chart now. And Seven tags himself back in. Tyler Bate can barely stand. He's got him in the master lock. And now Bate's going to go for the clothesline. But, oh! Gets caught with a knee by Strong from behind. Seven fighting away Roderick Strong. But referee's not stopping this. Oh. Chop block and clothesline. One, One two, two, three. three. Undisputed Era, still another match. Because referee really should have done something there. I mean, that is despicable. But the match itself, I mean, what a match that was. Come on, to start off the show, uh, really, both teams brought it. All four men, fantastic effort. I don't know if it just looked better because everything was gelling. Well, the way it did, but what a great match told there. Dan, what are your thoughts? Um, fucking awesome. It was a great start, and if the rest of the card is like this, then, you know, I'm going to go home a very happy boy. <laughs> uh, no, you know, these, these four guys, you can tell they've got a lot of chemistry. You know, we know that Mustache Mountain can work with anyone, and, you know, it goes to show that these two guys from the Undeserving Era can work with anyone as well. Yeah, it, it really can, and it makes you look forward to the uh, the future of the tag team division and the UK tag team division with Tyler Bate 
and Jake Seven. But I think tonight proves at like 20 years old, Tyler Bate is destined for great things. And I know we said it before, but what a performance it was by him. And to credit O'Reilly and Strong as well, you know, they look like a great tag team. When you consider they're not even, you know, it's meant to be Bobby Fish involved there. Great sequence of near falls as well, I thought was great. Uh, and then, like we see, the ending, the the finisher kind of, I will say out of nowhere, but you know what I mean, like yeah. kind of no build-up to it. They snatch a victory for it. But I think a great way to start the show. What match fix going to be next? Velveteen Dream, yeah. EC3. I, I've got to agree with you. So were we right for prediction, guessing each other's predictions? So oh, far? hang on a minute. we got the Fridge Raiders in the... Oh, my God. Well, the War Raiders are here. And they want to make a statement, Hanson and Rowe. Oh, my God. The pop-up power slam and the suicide dive as well. Well, we said we you said we hadn't seen a lot of other tag teams and now the War Raiders. Well, I think they've just painted themselves into this title picture. Oh, they've my They've got O'Reilly God. lifted up off the top with... A leg drop. Oh, my days. They have just killed Kyle O'Reilly. And uh, so far tonight, the Johnny Gagano punishment uh, award for most punishment taken in a match is going to go to O'Reilly. But, yeah, we've got a Johnny Gagano versus Tommaso Ciampa match, so I wouldn't pin it on his chest just yet. But what a statement by War Raiders. And like you say, what's going to happen to the tag team division next? This. (laughs) Hanson and Rowe are here. It's the best of all Raiders of Love. Replay the pop up. <laughs> That's that. That amazing. And then straight into a suicide dive, <laughs> taking out Roddy Strong. Uh, so Hanson and Rowe there, you know, they might have debuted uh, a month, a couple of months ago, but their, their true debut, as it were, is here in Brooklyn. Uh, I didn't see that coming. Uh, prediction wise, though, did we see it coming? Did we get both? Did we get it right? Did you guess. Are we one for one at the moment, guessing each other's predictions, Dan? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, well, you guessed Undeserving Era. I guessed Undeserving Era. We both got Undeserving Era. Yeah. So, Undisputed Era do win the first match. So, that's a point apiece. And we move on to the second one. Of course, bonus point on the line if we get each other's uh, predictions right. So, don't forget we've got Mauro Ronaldo, Percy Jackson slash Watson, and Nigel McGuinness on commentary. And uh, you said you had a problem with Mauro and Arlo off air. <laughs> I did, yes. I <laughs> hate his commentating. Oh. I think he's trying to out JR, JR. I mean, everything he says, it's got to be shouted. And it's got to be so extreme. And it's got to be this. And it's got... It's like, you know, take a step back. Just commentate. I, I'm, I'm kind of growing into uh, Corey Graves. I think he's, he's good. Yeah. You know, and uh, we had Renee Young. She was on commentary on Raw, and yeah, you know, she didn't do a bad job either. So you're saying do it more like me then, you know, I mean, you can be loud when you want to, but you got to call a goddamn match first, and, and I appreciate that, Dan. Well, up next it is a match we've all been waiting for. It's EC3, for Team Dream, and let's have a look at the build-up. Velveteen Dream. D-R-E-A-M is... Ambiance. Atmosphere. 
illumination. Experience. Velveteen Dream, talk about a meteoric rise. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? The dream can still hear the people buzzing about what the next experience is going to be. EC3 changing the game. EC3 equals the formula for success. Velveteen Dream, you claimed the people were buzzing about what the next experience could be. EC3. That experience could have been EC Dream. We are about to see a dream tag team. Royal Albert Hall. The dream has no memory of that. What do I think of the dreams world? It's a waste of time. Instead of basking. In the experience, you made an enemy. Whoa! And take over Brooklyn EC3, the dream is going to embarrass you. Two of the biggest superstars who refuse to share the spotlight. Oh boy! Ow! Velveteen Dream will realize the only experience worthy of the spotlight is N. X3 is dream over. Fucking hell. So, Dan, what have you thought of the... i tell you what, before we talk about the promo, the entrances should be good as well, because we know what the Velveteen Dream can do, the EC3 can do, so I'm, I'm keeping a close eye out for them now. Dream's going out pretty normal at the moment, but what do you think of the uh, promo? It started off from when they was a tag team together. I think it was Velveteen Dream that walked away from potential tagging with uh, EC3, and it kind of started their little feud up there. Velveteen invited EC3 to his place so they can talk about their differences and try and put these things aside. It ended up with um, Velveteen Dream getting thrown in the pole and, you know, uh, EC3 said, you know, this could have been EC. Nah. But they've kind of thrown it all away. And now, you know, they're going to kind of try and one-upmanship each other. Call me up, Vince, on the back of his trunks. Well, there we go. So, I mean, that's what Velveteen Dream's all about. The crowd are absolutely in love with him. You can hear massive Velveteen Dream chance. He's become a kind of cult hero in this one. But we wait now. Here we go. Trouble, 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 trouble. Well, the top 1% is here. EC3, and look how he illuminates the stage. E. C. Free. Well, I hope big things for EC3. When he first joined, I said he could be as good a champion as Bobby Roode. And I still believe that EC3. It's his first takeover. He can make a huge statement here tonight. Against the Dream. And I think that'd be great. And that's why in predictions, I have gone EC3. Well, James, 
I said you was going to go for EC3, and you have gone for EC3, so that is another mark in my book. I have also gone for NX3. And who did I say you were going to go for? Ethan Carson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're so gosh damn predictable. So here we go, our second match. What your reason is behind Ethan Carter, the third. Ethan Carter, the third. Well, I was actually considering going for Velveteen Dream because he actually needs a takeover victory. He hasn't had one. No, he hasn't won, has he? No. He's been quite underwhelming, so I thought, you know, this could uh, be the first one, you know, and then EC3 will even it up, then they'll have a rubber match. You know, I, I thought I'd counteract you and go with what you would have thought would have happened. Oh, is he trying to go for what I would have thought then? So, that is why I've chosen EC3. Oh, no, fair enough. I mean, we'll see what happens in this match. I mean, Ethan Carter, third, yeah, he needs the victory. Dream is on his way up to the main roster sooner rather than later. Whereas uh, Ethan Cutler-Ferd is going to be around NXT for a little while as his dream comes in now and he's shaking his jacket off. Very sensual. Oh. EC3 is kind of enjoying it as well. Well, he threw it in EC3's face. <laughs> he threw it back and he took dream off his feet somehow with the throw of a jacket. Well, you said the rest of them might not be good, but I think the storyline definitely will be in this match. Ethan Cutler-Ferd and his back turned. Dream trying to run up to him. And he's if he just turned, looked at Dream, stops him dead in his tracks. Keys to victory then, Dan. Who needs to do what to win? I, I think this is going to be a battle of mind games. So whoever can get deep inside the other one's mind, easy, uh, will have this one. You know, it's, it's going to be a bit of a power game as well because both these guys have got strength. Ethan Carter probably got a bit more strength than... VD, as it's showing off in the early goings. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it is going to be a tough battle for both guys. <laughs> Thank you. Summarising. <laughs> EC3 throws Velveteen to the outside. And I think he's definitely got advantage in the strength department. You know, I think Dream might be slightly quicker. Mind games, though, I don't think uh, EC3 can get that work. You know, obviously EC3 seems to enjoy it. Because, you know, the Dreams My Games don't work on him as much as uh, the other guys will. And pure wrestling, I think maybe EC3 comes out on top. He'd love to show that. You know, he went away, came back. And he's a completely different character now. Now he's got the hand and the arm of Dream. Brilliant strength there. Picking up the Dream and then dropping him all the way down. Still attached to his arm. Oh, it's kind of a bit of old school wrestling from EC3. It's what you want to see, isn't it? You want to see that he's... Uh, not just kind of cookie-cutter wrestler. He's got tradition, you know, and, and this is the kind of style that he wrestles in. Well, the dream is just so different in everything that he does. You don't know what, I don't think he knows what he's going to do half the time. It's an uppercut on Ethan Cut the third. Sends him into the corner now. I oh, should reversed. I think... That's it, kind of a... He yeah. just jumped himself up onto that top rope. Yeah, I don't know why the dream went up there. Maybe he fought for safety. Gets kicked up a couple of times. And the third time he... Gets crutched on the top rope. And now EC3 is just bouncing on the rope with him crutched on it. Oh, now Dream's in a little bit of trouble on the apron. Big right hand turned Dream inside out. Well, he shouldn't bumble out on the apron. He's come up again to be bumped down. He's going to go up third time. And this time the Dream had it scouted. Shoulder to the midsection. Sunset flips in, but EC3's holding on. <laughs> and now he's gyrating his hips. Oh! oh. 
as Velveteen Dream tries to pull the back of his trunks down. Oh, he's got him up, trying to hit the top 1%. Dream gets down low, dodges the clothesline. Oh, Dream ducking everything, apart from the third time, a double slap to the chest. Irish Whipper 10. Oh, but Dream holds on to the top rope, kicks EC3 in the chin. Oh, but that seems to have no effect, as EC3 slams down the Dream after. <laughs> EC3, I was going to say his name, not a great response, hits an elbow. Now, clothesline. Clothesline's the Dream over the top, and I think the fans like the Dream more than EC3 at this moment. I don't know, I think EC3's, you're going to hate me for this, but I think he's a bit bland. Because they're playing a baby face. Why do they have to play face when he's a really good heel? I don't understand. He's trying to suplex the Dream on the uh, the still entranceway. Oh, oh my God. But he gets turned inside out, and it's EC3 that gets DDT'd onto the ramp out there. I mean, it's, does EC3 look like a good guy? No, he doesn't, because he. that's why he's the top 1%. People not meant to look like him, you know, chiseled out of rock. You people like uh, Randy Orton, you know, shouldn't be a good guy until they've got more respect because they're just too good looking, you know what I mean? And people, people like that as well. It's true though, isn't it? And that's why someone like Bobby Roode as well, built for being a hill, and yet you have him a face. You wonder why it goes wrong. And Dream sends EC3 into the ring post, and the fans are loving it. The Dream's taken over since that DDT, and I'm surprised EC3's even in this. Dream going up top. Oh, looking for that forearm across the back of EC3's neck. And now he's got him up again. Oh, my God. Hangs him up stomach first on the top rope. Dream sending him in the corner. And now nice left or right. You know, people might get confused to see Velveteen Dream, think he can't he can't be aggressive. Well, you definitely know he can. I mean, he, he, he went in there and held his own with people like Cassius Ono and former NXT champion uh, Alistair Black. So... You know you can definitely bring it. Yeah, he came up short, but you look at the competition going against it. EC3 on the apron gets hung up. Nice net breaker by the Dream. Goes to the cover, but EC3, I think that was up at one. One. And now a submission. The, the problem with putting this on after the tag team match is, yes, the tag team match gets the crowd start, and you're taken away with this one because you know it action-wise, it's not going to live up to it. So I would have had this first just so the crowd could have got into the characters. Do you know what I mean? It's the first match they're seeing on the main show. And then maybe had the tag team match in the middle of the cards. But I'm not the one booking it, am I? So, you You're know, not the booker. I'm not the booker. So if anyone, while they're a little bit quiet, that's probably the reason. Rude Awakening. Tribute to Rick Rude there by the Dream. But EC3 showing his strength. Pulling Velveteen Dream's arms apart. Turning it round, but getting caught with a knee to the midsection. Oh. And then the net breaker by Dream goes for the cover. Well, a bit cockily, Dream, uh, EC3 gets his shoulder up. That's a cocky cover. Cocky cover. They don't care about you. Dream throws EC3 to the outside. Now the Dream mocking the crowd. Got EC3, got sent him into the announce table. Head first. Three times. What's that, my love? Well, once, twice, three times. Well, once, twice, EC three times into the announce table. Oh. He's waking him up with some water. Well, I don't know if he meant that intentionally to wake up EC three. But that's what it will do. Dream takes a drink. Triple H is it out of his mouth. <laughs> Triple H comes out of his mouth. Triple H is it. <laughs> Dream throws EC three in. Uh-oh. Oh, he gets caught. 
Nice. Like a, like uh, a reverse Russian leg yeah. sweep. EC3 is clearly pissed off now. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I can't shit say that, can I, cunts? The dream's up. EC3 takes that shot, responds with one stronger on his own. Takes the right hand, responds with a chop. Blocking Dream's shots now. And just hitting rights of his own. Thrown into the corner, but bounces out with a clothesline. Takes down the Dream. Oh, my God. Now nice by EC3. Combination. <laughs> Top 1% right hand. Turns Dream all the way round. And now backed up in the corner. Stinger splash. He took that move after he beat Sting and TNA. Now spinning net breaker. I mean, he is ripped. I'm not going to lie. He's not tight and ripped, though. He's absolute. No, not allowed to use that one. No, way. sorry, my bad. He picks up the Dream. Top 1%. Oh, Dream with the backslide. Handful of tights. Oh. EC3 managing to kick out. Ah, uh, Dream goes to the super kick. Dodged away. EC3 pushed off. Dream with a kick caught. Again. Oh. Plants Velveteen headfirst into the canvas. Goes for a cover. One, two. Oh. Dream kicking out. Oh. Dream's in the corner. Goes put a boot up. Gets caught by Ethan. Oh, gets a slap. I think that's why EC3 up. (laughs) And he just wows away at Dream in the corner now. Well, referees can't. They might be disqualified. He's not careful. An aggressive nature from uh, Ethan Carter third. Oh, and a dream there. Shot right to the throat. And that'll discombobulate you. Dream might be going up for the purple rainmaker. AC3 throws him across the ring. And now Ethan Carter third's going to go up. We don't usually see him going that high, but hey. He'll take a chance tonight to put the dream away. Oh. Flying crossbody. Dream rolls through. One, two. Oh. EC3 managing to kick out. Ah. Oh. <laughs> and EC3 slaps Dream across the face. Power bombs him. And EC3 screams. Picks up the Dream again and power bomb him. Set out power bomb this time. One, two. Oh. Dream getting his shoulders up at two. Two. Look at Eve Cutler grabbing the face. I mean, he's not wrestling, really, like a good guy. He's still uh, got the, the stuff I feel needs to get the job done. He puts Dream up on the top turnbuckle. Just huge chops. But will this come back to haunt Velveteen Dream? Uh, come back to haunt EC3? Looking for a superplex. I think he's got him here. Oh! oh lands it. So is this potentially a number one contenders match? Well, we mentioned it, didn't we? We didn't really talk about it, but I feel it is. I mean, you look about who else is on the roster at the moment. These two men, yeah, apart from Adam Cole and Ricochet, you could argue they're going for North American title. So then, yeah, you do become de facto number one contender. So this is really, really important. Who could challenge Chumper next? I mean, to have a dream versus Chumper, the mind game's involved or in Gagano. that one. Or Gagano, if Gagano was to win. Let's not forget, he's got a huge chance tonight. But now they're on the apron, EC3. And Dream stops him, gets off it. Delivers a super kick. EC3. And we've seen him hit this before. Dream Ooh. Valley Driver. One. Oh. Oh, only getting a two count. Two. Dream Valley Driver. Great name for it as well as he spins. 
hits it. EC3 gets, like I said, the shoulder up. Now the Dream maybe looking for the Purple Rainmaker to put EC3 away. It's been a hard-hitting match. Now he's going to pick EC3 up for another one. EC3 at the arm. German suplex by EC3, but Dream gets the shoulder up at two. Two. Well, that DDT planted him headfirst into the mat. EC3 has been busted open now. No. Oh, my God. The doctors might have to tend to that. That's not good. Has this match gone longer than a tag team match? It feels that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I can tell you. And EC3 now. He's got the Dream on the apron. Oh, no. Dream's got him up. Dream oh. Valley driver on the edge of the apron. And I don't think the Velveteen Dream's finished. Is he going to go for the Purple Rainmaker from the top as well? No, he can't. Here he goes. Oh! Hits it. Goes for the cover. One, One two, two, three. three. We said the Dream needed a victory and he gets it here. My oh, God. I should have gone, gone with my gut, but I didn't. So, no point dwelling on that. No, and no point for us either when it comes to that. So, that means the perfect score is over. I mean, EC3 there, that is not good. Busted open. Uh, match quality-wise, again, not a bad match. Very basic. Uh, I think the crowd are quite quiet. No real story to it either. And the Dream pulls out a victory. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Yeah, having to follow a tag team match of that proportions, it's not going to be easy. But, you know, the, these two guys, they didn't disappoint. It was it was a fairly even match. You know, no one had a clear-cut advantage throughout the whole bout, which, you know, it is good for these two hard-hitting guys. But I don't know what's, what's going to happen next between these two guys. Is, you know, is uh, Velveteen Dream going to become the number one contender? Is... EC3 fucked now. Well, this is the Can thing. he recover? It's not good to uh, lose your NXT debut, NXT TakeOver match. The only thing that is, you look at the positives of Dream Free here, uh, and the only other person that really struggled a little bit, maybe CN, and he recovered, but that takes some doing, and I think a Hill EC3 will be a success. If they continue with the face, it's just not going to work. But the Dream gets, I think, a much-needed victory, momentum-wise, as we move on. One point all. The thing is, you never know who you're going to find in a crowd at NXT TakeOver event. And look who it is. Riddle, we talked about him. And he is here in the crowd. He is coming to NXT. He looks like a complete cunt. Well, I bet you can't wait to see Matt Riddle. Bro, bro, fuck off, you tit. Well, talk about serious. It's Tommaso Ciampa. He's looking at his best friend in the NXT Championship. He does not want to lose that. Well, tonight. it's one best friend he's probably not going to turn on at the end of a match. Exactly, and that's what he said. It's always going to be loyal to him as well. But up next, we talk about championships. It's going to be the North American title. It's Adam Cole defending against Ricochet. And let's have a look at the promo. How has the past year been for Adam Cole and NXT? A seismic shift in the NXT landscape. First ever NXT War Games matchup. Adam Cole won. First ever NXT North American champion. 
you're looking at him. Adam Cole cannot be stopped. Let's go! We are the ones at the top of the mountain, climbed all the way up and never looked down. Come with the right crowd, I likes the rumble. More than a nice crowd, it's hard to be humble. We welcome you now to all we really If you don't know right now, it's hard to be this. They can say what they want, only makes us stronger. Take us straight to the top, use the hate to launch us. Ricochet is bringing his brand of excitement to NXT. I'm a guy who can do some things that not many, if anybody, can do. I'm going to change this industry forever. There's only one Ricochet, and I make it look good. NXT TakeOver New Orleans. I had my hands on that championship, and Adam Cole found a way to steal it. There are three types of superstars. There's good, there's great, and there's special. Ricochet is a good superstar. He might even be great. He's not special. Adam Cole is special. It's not about being good. It's not about being great. It's not about being special. It's about being better. I think you're good, but you're hiding behind that championship. Go ahead, leave. Just like the coward I thought you were. I am a once-in-a-lifetime performer. The NXT North American Championship is a very special championship because of the man who holds it. That title needs to be around the waist of somebody who will go out there each and every night and defend it with honor, with respect, and with the intention of making that the most important championship in NXT. And Adam Cole, he's failing at that. When I beat the best Ricochet, I'll show the world that there's a better Adam Cole. I promise you, it's only going to hurt you even more whenever your name is wiped off that championship and replaced with Ricochet. Right, so Adam Cole versus Ricochet. It's my promo. And Dan, I suppose you can chime in if you want, see as you're a big Ricochet fan. But it's a build-up that we've seen here. Talk about Adam Cole's year since being Undisputed Era leader. And um, their run in NXT, becoming tag team champions. And of course, him becoming a North American champion. He says he's a special kind of superstar. There's three types. There's good, there's great, and there's special. And he's special, but then we see Ricochet and everything he can do. Hang on a minute, we're just getting the entrances here as well. As we've seen the promo video. And Ricochet, I just want to see the reaction from him as well. I mean, what do you think of Ricochet's entrance, Dan? Absolutely perfect. Spotlight on him, coming out looking like a superhero. Well, and can indeed fly. And this is what we saw with the uh, kind of highlight clip of Ricochet. Go on. If it is Neville that attacked uh, Alistair Black. Yeah. The man that gravity forgot against the man that can actually fucking fly. Oh, yeah. That's true. I mean, Dan said Neville was behind the uh, Alistair Black attack on our live show. Go back and listen to it. We've got a list of three suspects each. And it would be, be a fantastic match in Neville versus Ricochet. But we're going to focus on Cole versus Ricochet. And, and Cole says that Ricochet is, is not just a good superstar, he's a great superstar. Uh, and the fact is, though, that Adam Cole is just special and he'll get the job done. Ricochet said he had his fingertips on the North America title. And tonight, he takes it all. So prediction-wise, Dan, I mean, who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for... Ricochet, baby! The, the one, one and the only. only. My mate, Ricochet. Who did I say you gone for? You said I've gone for Ricochet. 
Yeah, I mean, it's quite an obvious one, isn't it? You know, you talk about Ricochet coming in, and, and I, I say obvious in, in, you know, we talk, what's weird about this, before we say, is prediction-wise, so I said, Ricochet, who do you say I've gone for in this one? I said you've gone for Ricochet. And of course, Dan, you know me so well. In this one, I've gone, Adam Cole, baby! <laughs> so you can't get it, the bonus point's still for me. <laughs> I thought it'd be a surprise result in this event. I'm fucking annoyed that EC3 just lost to Velveteen Dream as Adam Cole comes out here. So you want me to be fucking annoyed? <laughs> right, I'll see what kind of cunt you'll be in tonight. Look, I knew you were going to go ricochet, so I had a choice and I went, Adam Cole, baby, listen to the response, ready? I thought you did it on the century, you don't. But Adam Cole's coming out here and you've got to respect the man. The reason why I've got Adam Cole in my thinking, Dan, is not just to piss you off. The thing's been made in the promo for this as well, that he's not defended North American title. That he's not been a proper champion. He's just won it as well. He's had one defence. And a defence against Ricochet at a takeover proves that he's a worthwhile champion. And uh, underhanded tactics, whether it be, you know, grabbing the tights or outside interference, Adam Cole walks away as North American champion still. I wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> I'll ask you why you've gone Ricochet after we hear Adam Cole, baby. You look how strong that response is. The only one that truly hates him is yourself, Dan. Why do you completely disagree with everything I've just said? Because, you know, I, I, I disagree with everything Adam Cole says. He, you know, he says there's good, there's great, and there's special. I think there is a fourth plateau, and it's, it's above special, and it is ricochet. You know, Adam Cole, he may be special. I may not be seeing it. You know, he's not Ricochet. ...to this match, so hopefully Adam Cole can show to you what you haven't seen before, and Ricochet can bring what everybody, what you say about him. It's a bit like Jab was talking about AJ Styles before he joined. A bit like you talk about Ricochet as well. You know, the impact this guy will have on the main roster, if used correctly, is going to be undeniable. He's a fantastic athlete. But Adam Cole's the guy that got behind a lot in NXT and already re- retained their tag team titles. I can see them going the way I thought, but they might not. The crowd will be split and begins, and then the but you know the way Ricochet wrestles, it will be quiet. Uh, we're expecting a lot in this one. I mean, keys to victory. What does Ricochet want to do if he wants to beat Adam Cole? And I'll do Adam Cole. Um, well, Ricochet, he needs to kind of stay away from Adam Cole. He needs to not get drawn in by what Adam Cole may bring to this match. You know, he needs to keep his distance, get some high flying. You know, just. Stick a move, stick a move, and just keep out of uh, Adam Cole's reaches, basically. Well, I, I think and what uh, they undisputed did in the first match and what they've done in the past with slowing opponents down. You know, you talk about how good Tyler Bate is, Ricochet uh, is is even quicker than that. So you've got to stop some of that forward momentum from him, where it would be working on the leg. Well, I think that would be the best area, just trying to stop him like that. Because if, he's, if he builds up momentum... You can't stop Ricochet, you know, it's, you wind him up like that, you let him go, and it's really difficult to tame him, you know, so Adam Cole's going to be looking at anyway. The only other thing that's a positive for him is that Ricochet has to beat him. Adam Cole does not have to beat uh, Ricochet. You could walk out, you know, disqualification, count out, and still be champion. Adam Cole, that's nice between the two, and we knew we were going to see this. But Ricochet ducking and dodging everything Adam Cole can bring. Well, Cole tried to superkick, but Ricochet there. Like you say, flipping around. And there's no doubt Ricochet respects Adam Cole. I don't know. And I think Adam Cole respects Ricochet. 
but maybe he's underestimated him just a little bit. But, I mean, truly, to have one of your guys versus one of the guys that you hate, it's a pretty important match. Did you think I was going to go Adam Cole in this one? Clearly not. I, mean, <laughs> I thought he was going to go Ricochet. I thought, you know, he was going to play a similar game that I did with the EC3 thing because I did say before, you know, I was up in arms. I said Dream needed a victory. But, you know, I thought I'd safe, but obviously I shouldn't have. Well, no, sometimes you play it safe, sometimes you don't. I think the Adam Cole thing for me was trying to say it a little bit different as well. Do you know what I mean? So uh, this is the thing we find predictions. And, and this is what's good about doing predictions for this amount of time is that sometimes we think we know the other one and then we, we change it up like that as well. So come SummerSlam, when we, we have the shows of the predictions and up to the year-end ones as well, who knows the scores are going to be... I've completely forgotten my year-end predictions. <laughs> so I've have I. no idea what I've got on them. We've got that coming up in our <laughs> New Year's special. So, you know, it's, it's going to be good. Adam Cole, like, shoulder blocks down Ricochet. That wasn't as loud as the first Adam Cole, baby, though. And now Ricochet's up to his feet. Nice, nice leapfrog, and now both men run the ropes. Oh! oh. <laughs> both men going for a drop kick, but only Ricochet hitting his on Adam Cole. I think Cole's trying to leapfrog there, just got sprung out of the ring. And now here comes Ricochet. Hey, boom. <laughs> Toying him in. Well, Ricochet there used the ropes, sprang off them, and then landed like a superhero. Stands staring at Adam Cole. Telling him he's a coward. He is. You know, it took four of them to beat Ricochet down. He dives to the outside. Cole's back in. Ricochet rolls back in. Oh. Oh, Ricochet was perched on the second, looking to springboard off, but gets pushed to the outside by Cole. And now Adam Cole going to try and zero on a Ricochet. Right on the barricade. And now throws him into the barricade again. Oh, my God. Throws him in upside down. Ricochet just <laughs> bouncing off of it. You think we, we you know, we, we said that Ricochet's carrying an injury. Go all out in this, isn't he? You know, there's nothing. Oh, of course he will. There's nothing that stops him. And Adam Cole there kicked to the midsection. And that's going to disrupt a few vital organs. Now Cole mounts him, hammering down. Cole's got Ricochet. Net breaker. Takes down. This could be it. One, two, no. Only getting a two count. Two. And Cole, look at Ricochet saying, you're not special. Uh, head back to the midsection. Uh, kind of makes him disagree with that. Cole stops Ricochet, runs to the ropes. Ricochet trying to leap from Adam Cole. Caught him. Oh, neck breaker. Goes for the cover, but Ricochet gets the shoulder up at two. Two. And now Cole back to submission. And like we were saying, slowing him down. Trying to take the fun out of Ricochet. Got the sleeper in now. And he's wrenching it. And this is going to slowly take Ricochet's energy down. I would say a bit like former LXC champion, Alex Black, though. Ricochet sometimes gets stronger after taking a bit of punishment as well. Well, he does need a bit of chance to get his breath. <laughs> and now Cole cutting it off. Ricochet back to his feet now. Shot to the midsection to stop the submission. Shot to the head. But Cole fighting back. Irish whip. Ricochet holding on. Oh. Follows it up with a back elbow to the jaw. Cole pushes Ricochet away. But Ricochet gets the feet up. Pushes him away. Roly poly into a lovely drop kick. <laughs> Sends Cole to the outside though. Is Rick going to go flying? Well... He's injured the back of the head, but that's not going to stop him. Now here comes Ricochet. Oh. Corkscrewing over the top, landing on his feet, as well as taking Cole out. 
Throws him back in the ring. Cole in the corner, and that was beautiful by Ricochet. He lands on his feet perfectly. Ricochet comes running into the corner now, catches an uppercut to Cole. Hits him with a forearm, and then throws him head first into the second turnbuckle. Six one nine, kicks his head off. Springboard uppercut. I mean, he must have been at least eight foot in the air. Uh, at least twenty five foot in the air. <laughs> Goes for the cover. Cole kicks out. Ah. And now Ricochet slowly building momentum. You're smirking, Dan. No, James, I just got a cigarette in my gob. A cigar. A victory cigar. Well, Ricochet picking up Cole. Cole with a backslide, though, but gets caught with an elbow. Ricochet comes running in. Shoulder barge. Yeah. Step up, kick to the back. Spring or Jumps over the top rope. Springboard's off the second, looking for a moonsault. Cole moving out of the way. Standing moonsault. Well, Ricochet's not finished. Second rope again. Corkscrew moonsault this time. One, two. Oh, oh but Cole managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And Ricochet could do stuff in such a confined space as well, trying to get their height and the distance of it. The normal man can. I mean, that's just off the second rope, that corkscrew yeah. as well. You know, That's how dangerous it is. Cole gets his feet, but he's in trouble. Ricochet looks put away when his first title in NXT. Cole trying to fight out, though. Oh, big chop from Ricochet, followed up by a big forearm. And Cole is rocking on the ropes. He will be with the lung-busting chop he just got at Ricochet's hand. Ricochet looked confident in this one. Irish whipping Cole. Cole reverses, though. Oh, looking for a springboard back elbow, but gets caught in a code breaker or a backstabber. Oh, my God. Goes for the cover, but Ricochet managing to kick out. Oh. Well, that was close there between these two. I don't know how you can hit that move and it not hurt. Ricochet's in so serious trouble. Adam Cole now looking to put him away. Picks him up the suplex, no. Now Ricochet dropping to one knee, putting his weight down low. He just gets clubbing blows to the back. Well, Cole's hung in there as Ricochet's brought the offence, but trying to suplex again. Ricochet lands on his feet behind him. Oh, big forearm sends Cole rocking back to the corner. And Ricochet now, he's not smiling. Runs in, Cole throws him on the apron. Blocked by Ricochet, catches him with a big left. Ricochet looking at the crowd saying, come on now, it's nearly it. <laughs> Spring ball's in. Oh. Catches Cole's foot. Was trying to super kick. Ricochet said, sorry about your damn luck. Oh. <laughs> Hits him with a big elbow. Here we go, handspring again. No, second rope springboard. Oh. Gets caught with a super kick while he's upside down. Cole picks Ricochet up. Neck him on his head. To oh, oh, but Ricochet managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen an upside down super kick? No, did you see the fucking <laughs> reaction there? That was mental. Bang. Oh. <laughs> Catches him in the fucking throat. That is incredible what we just saw there. Oh. I don't know how Ricochet got the shoulder. It just shows how tough he is. I think Cole's thinking the same. Well, Ricochet... He's brilliant, but Adam Cole might be looking for the match-ending kick now. 
He's hit this before. Here he comes running up. Shining Wizard. Oh, Ricochet ducked it. One, two. Oh, oh but Cole managing to kick out. Ah, Cole responds. Forearm to the face. And Ricochet holds up. Hits a left, a right, and a <laughs> left again. Oh, Cole trying to superkick Ricochet. said, I've learned that from last time. Oh. Ducks underneath, but walks in. <laughs> to an elbow from Cole. Both oh. men exchanging kicks. Ricochet's folded over. Oh. Knee lift from Ricochet. Bicycle kick from Cole. Oh. Walks into a super kick. <laughs> Cole falls on Ricochet though too. Two. Oh. Ricochet just managing to kick out. You've uh, seen a red mark on his throat where oh he got caught with a kick. G- Come on now. That was great for Adam Cole and Ricochet then. It was great from Ricochet and Adam Carl. Yeah, well, we're, we're here in NXT TakeOver. Both men giving it everything. I don't know which way it's going to go. But what a great match. And Ricochet slowly getting to his feet. Cole exposing the knee. Oh! Ricochet ducking. Oh! Backwards Hurricane Rana. And now can Ricochet take advantage? Cole's in the drop zone. Oh, my God. Cole... Ricochet barely able to pull himself up, though. He's in so much trouble. Here comes Ricochet to take his chance, the one and only. Oh. Oh. Cole rolling away to the outside. Well, Cole there showing a bit of experience. Look at me smirking. I was trying to punch that fucking grin off his face. He's up on the apron and Ricochet saying, what do I do? Oh, here comes Ricochet. Oh. <laughs> That's what you do to that. You hurricane runner him off the apron onto the way for Finn Mats below and you throw him back into the ring. Oh my god. Cole is in all sorts of trouble. Here comes Ricochet. I'll let you call it down. Well, Cole's in the drop zone. Oh, here we go. 6.50. Oh my god. It's one, one two, two, three. three. And your new North American champion, Ricochet, baby! And a spare shirt in the crowd. <laughs> so Ricochet wins against Alan Cole. But Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it was an absolutely great match. You know, I wasn't expecting anything near what it was. But uh, I'm, I'm very pleasantly surprised with that. It was... You know, and even credit where credit's due, Adam Cole, he wasn't terrible. <laughs> he was brilliant in this one. But Ricochet gets the victory. Like I said, you can see the marks on his face. And now he said it like actually means saying, which is great for Ricochet. But great performance by Adam Cole as well. Uh, a great match. I mean, we see a replay. <laughs> second rope. <second> <laughs> well, prediction-wise, Dan, you take the lead. 2-1 now. Uh, have you gone any different? What, what have you said I've gone for in the next two? Uh, I said you've gone for... Basla and John. What you've gone for? Basla and Gargano. So there we go. So there's still a, a bonus point for me maybe on the line if you have gone them two in the final two. Uh, as for scores in pay-per-view at the moment, Dan Leeds. But after a match that, I don't really mind. That was cracking between the two of them. And we've still got the two most important titles in NXT on the line. Up next, it is the NXT... Well, let's see Ricochet get the title first. Dan, what's this mean to you that... Ricochet gets some recognition in NXT. I think it's absolutely great. You know, I think Adam Cole's obviously going to want a rematch at some point very soon. And, you know, there's no reason why he shouldn't have one. But to see Ricochet, you know, 
becoming the North American champion. You know, even he's had a meteoric rise since joining NXT, and I think the only way is going to be up for Ricochet. Do you think he deserves it? He does, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's not just me being biased because we're best mates. Yeah. But, you know, the bloke absolutely deserves everything that's given to him. You know, we've we've respected him since seeing him on the indies. And, yeah. you know, we always thought one day we'd love to see him in the WWE. And, you know, it is, it's coming through. Yeah, and that 630 is a thing of beauty as well. Ricochet there. We see the replay, but uh, that is the North America title. But up next, it is the NXT Women's Championship, as it's the most dangerous woman in WWE, Shania Baszler, going against the very first winner of the May Young Classic, Kari Sane. And let's have a look at the promo. Welcome to the historic May Young Classic. 32 women from 13 countries. Somebody's going to walk away the inaugural winner of this tournament. Kyrie Singh with the insane elbow, and Kyrie Singh has been Shayna Baszler to win the first ever May Young Classic. NXT Kyrie Singh is here. The winner of the first May Young Classic, ready to set sail in the NXT ring, known as Ona Kaizoku, the female pirate. Don't let her sunny disposition fool you. She's tough. She's quick. She's like lightning in a bottle. She really has captured the hearts of the WWE Universe. And she's now focused on capturing the NXT Women's Championship. What the? Oh, 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 oh my God! Shayna Baszler! She hasn't forgotten that loss. Yeah. A year ago, Kyrie beat me in the Mae Young Classic, but everyone forgets that I beat her also. Kirifuda driver! Right into the Kirifuda clutch! Kyrie's got a tap! Baszler able to submit the Pirate Princess! Look what I've accomplished since then. Oh my god, we have a new NXT Women's Champion! All Kyrie has is what she did last year. That's why I'm here with this and she's not. the Mae Young Classic, I haven't won against Shayna. That has to change. It is going to be a rematch of the Mae Young Classic. I know it. You know it. I can beat you. You don't have what it takes. I have killer instinct. You don't. Whoa, whoa! Baszler attacking! Murray with the Kirafuda clutch! Oh, and Kyrie Sane has seen enough! Allow me to introduce you to what you thought you knew. But you found my dark side. Shayna, you will see my killer instinct. When I walk out of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn with this still over my shoulder, nobody's ever going to bring up the Mae Young Classic ever again. At TakeOver, I will be the next NXT Women's Champion. So, Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to the Women's Start match? 
Well, you know, as we said before, this goes all the way back to a year ago at the May Young Classic when Kari Sane, Basler's number. But since then, we've seen Basler making Sane tap out with a Kurafuga clutch and saying, you know, she's had her sights set on the women's championship after there was a few women that have kind of gone out of the picture now. And uh, that prompted Basler to attack her from behind, choke her out. And, you know, there's been a bit of uh, back and forth between there. Shayna Basler saying, look, Kari Sane, you haven't got the killer instinct. And tonight, Sane has promised to show Basler that she has got the killer instinct and she has got what it takes to put Basler down. And I think that's a good story. You know, we know how, like I always say, Basler is the toughest woman. Basler is the most dangerous woman in WWE. She is. She needs, Sane needs to step up tonight in a big way. Has she got it in a, like we say, at uh, uh, May Young Classic, she only impressed and she did beat Basler. If she can recapture that form, there's no doubt the Pirate Princess will be lifting NXT gold here tonight. She's coming out. She's so entertaining. You know, the, my only worry after the Ricochet and Cole match is that the crowd might be a little bit, you know, cheered out. Hopefully not. The same comes out here with Basler. It's going to be an interesting match. Um, right, so prediction-wise, yeah. it's me and Dan. Who have you said I've gone for in this one? I said you've gone for Shayna Baszler. Well, I think it's obvious, isn't it? You know how much I talk about Shayna Baszler being the toughest woman in WWE. And I think tonight we asked if Kari Sane can show her killer instinct. I think she can. And new women's champion... Kari Sane! Wow. <laughs> Fair <laughs> play to that. <laughs> I know you didn't see that coming because you had it written down. So, Dan, who have you gone for in this match? You said I've gone for Basler. Our survey said... Bing! <laughs> I've gone for Shayna Basler. Shayna Basler. Handsome Basler. Handsome Basler in this one. Why have you gone for Basler? Um, you know, I think they're trying to put Basler over as a reputable champion and, you know, to beat Kari Sane, the woman who's, you know, one of the only w- women that's bested her convincingly, then, yeah, you know, it, it kind of mark her territory as being a, a great champion. Yeah, I, I, without a doubt. And especially with the Four Horsewomen connection as well. Uh, we saw her arrive earlier with... Uh, Obviously, Ronda Rousey didn't arrive with them earlier, but I'm sure she'll be here somewhere now. And, uh, you know, that kind of story of Baz being NXT, NXT Women's Champion and Ronda Rousey being the uh, Raw Women's Champion, if she does win it against Alexa Bliss, I think it'd be an interesting story told. I feel with the May Young Classic coming up, they need to show that the winner of that, it, for some reason, and if Sane is champion then, I think that's great. And I think a winning off Basler, only if it's the next takeover event, I think Basler could go up to the main roster now and, and be associated with Rousey and build up the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match. And I would like the same winning. I think I've got more interest than I have actually what might happen. But still, I, I love Kari Sane. If she hits the insane elbow tonight, it's over and done with. You know, it's simple as that. Well, I think it's going to be insane elbow, but caught to the Kirifuga clutch. Well, they've both won in one match. This is the rubber match now. This match one, is really rubbery. It's, it's one point all... Who will go away with the gold here? It's my chance to get back into it, though, as well. Because if Sane does win, then it is goes two points all with predictions. So this is a vital match, Dan. You could win it with this one. 
And we've got the gorgeous Jessica Carter officiating. But well, not just that. Her looks, looks mean nothing. Yeah. She could be ugly all we care. She could be, but I wouldn't like it as much. And I wouldn't wank over her if she was ugly. You can leave that bit in, ain't you? I always do now. So we got Zane and Basler and Jess Carr rings the bell. This would be great. Uh, keys to victory here. Uh, I'll do Kari Sane. You do Basler. Do you have to do Basler hard? Oh, look. Ronda Rousey there. Oh, she's gonna, Basler's going to win. So, Dan, if you, uh, keys to victory, what does Basler have to do if she wants to win? Um, well, I think she has to kind of get inside Kari Sane's mind, try and show that she's got the killer st- instinct early on and try and cut Kari Sane's killer instinct down as quickly as possible. Just focus on taking Sane out and, you know, just doing what she's been doing recently on TakeOver events and on NXT as well. Yeah, and here we go now. The action. Who's going to be Sane and Basler? Basler and Sane. And Sane going for the early, but Basler turning it round. Gut wrench. Sane holding on. Go for a takedown. We're looking for a pin, but only getting one. Rolls up Basler. She's trying to catch her out early before <laughs> Basler gets some momentum behind her. And that's like a Brock lock, the submission she had in there. Basler kicks her way out of it, though. Well, Sane is uh, trained in submission and striking, as the most of the Japanese women are. Face off there. They've definitely got hard hitting buff. And now with trading forearms, Basler's coming out on top at the moment. Irish whipping Sane. Sane goes for the clothesline. Basler goes underneath. Sane now reverses, and Sane on the second rope. Oh, she lifted herself up on the second rope. Here's this is a takedown. Running drop kick, taking Bazza to the wafer thin mats below. Well, James, they are mere millimetres thin over pure concrete. Thanks for asking. I was just about to, and Sane now on the apron. I'm impressed with her fast start as she hits an elbow and rocks Bazza down. Was it insane? Well, not, not quite, but... It was from Sane. It was from Sane outside, and she's uh, gesticulating for the title belt. Makes her way back in. Well, don't count your chickens, love. The match isn't over just yet. Oh, Sane chopping Basler. Double hand strikes as well to the chest. Here she comes in again. Oh! But Basler going low, taking out the knees of Sane. Well, that's not good for Kari Sane. And Basler can pick apart a body part. And now she's got the leg twisting it round. Oh, God almighty. Brutal stamped on it. Oh, come on, this is not right. She shouldn't be allowed to do this inside the WWE ring if she kicks Sane. It's a legal move, James. I know, I know, but still, it frustrates me. Learn to live it. Oh, Learn to live with it. Basler is the Sane, though. He's got so much heart and determination. The fight and the spirit. And she's a winner. Wins my, my young classic. Saw Basler coming in there. D- d- dropped the rope. Basler now on the apron. Yeah, but the runner-up of the May Young classic has done more than the winner. I think that's fair at the moment. Same co- oh, God. It's the same as the runner-up for the UK tournament. Uh, oh, my God. Basler there hangs up the leg of Kari Sane. Yeah, exactly. Pete Dunne has done more now with Tyler Bate. So the runner-up actually does better than the winner in so the long run. Who have we gone for the run- runner-up in this year? <laughs> oh, she's going to have the title soon, I bet you. Well, Sane. Well, I should say Basler was my pick in the May Young contest. I'm not going to... Yeah, I don't know say it much but I, I did know she's still a leg now Kari Sane but we were all surprised with the impact Sane had on us in the May Young Classic oh my god I'm not surprised with it 
And look at the leg getting twisted. Oh, she's bending the leg and twisting the ankle at the same time as well. Just look at her. Look on her face. Oh, my God. And this is sickening. This ain't right. Turning around. Got the leg now. Oh, no. She's looking to foot. Not when your leg's like that. <laughs> Even Jessica Carl's wincing. Oh! oh! Stomps on it. She might have broken her ankle. Sane is in a lot of trouble. Well, one-legged woman in an ass-kicking contest can't go far. Jess Carr is checking on her. Look at Basler. Saying, look, she's extending her telescope so she can see the damage she's inflicted on Kari Sane. She's not the damn pirate. Kari Sane, are. Now she's got a leg caught in the ropes. Oh, now you... she's mocking Sane, marching away to run in and just kick her in the leg. Right there. <laughs> in that, the quadriceps. That was such a dangerous <laughs> shot. And Basler mocking Sane. This is not a good sight. Basler pushing Sane. It's Sane now. Sane, come on! Oh that was this Sane's killer instinct. Well, she likes your forearm shot to the face. She's coming back for more. There's no quitting this girl. Lady, woman. Sane there. Slap to Basler. And oh. Slap again. Come on, girl. Woman, Locking lady. Basler. That's it, with the shots to Gender the base. Gender neutral. <laughs> shots to Bazza. Bazza's trying to block it, but I think Sane's getting in there. Bazza misses with the arm. <laughs> Spinning back fist, knocks Bazza to one knee. Blockbuster takes her down. Go on, girl. Second blockbuster. And now Sane screams, trying to get feeling back of that leg. Oh. Chops Bazza down to the deck. And look how strong Sane is. Marching now. With one leg. Shot Sane to the chest. In. Goes for cover. Two. Oh. Basler with the kick out. Uh, also, she didn't try and hook the leg there either. I mean, it might be a mistake. She's in pain. But she's going to go up for the insane elbow. Insane. Insane. We want a new NXT Women's Champion. Oh, no. Basler catches her with a kick as she was sat on the top, though. Oh, my God. Now she's got Sane in the gut wrench. Off the top. Oh. Gut wrench suplex from the second rope. <coughs> Sane is writhing about like a slug. Like a what? Slug. Oh, right. Good. Well, <laughs> Basler, I think now... Could just pick her moment, Baszler. We know how dangerous she is with the Kirifudu clutch. Forearm to Sane. Sane responds, though. But it's Baszler with a forearm. Sane with a forearm. No, no, no. Baszler with a forearm. No, 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 no. Sane with a forearm. <laughs> Two, three. Oh. oh. Baszler kicks the leg out. Goes run the ropes. Oh, oh, running knee to the jaw. Two. Oh. Well, you've got to be impressed by Only that. getting a two count, though. Two. That was nice. And now Baszler looking to put away Kari Sane. Let's forget Baszler beating Ember Moon and Nikki Cross. Two women who are great NXT champions. And Baszler picking up Sane. Nikki Cross hasn't been NXT champion. Sane moving around. Speared by Sane. 
Hussain climbing up to the top. Oh, second rope. Oh! oh drops the elbow to the lower back of Basler. Well, she hit the insane elbow, but it says that's not actually going to go to the top. Is that my mistake? Bad leg and all. That was quite a sane elbow she hit from the second. This is going to be the insane one if she hits it. Well, Kari, ah. Oh. Very intelligent of Basler rolling to the outside. Intelligent it's going to be because Sane's got a sight set on her. And here comes Sane. Oh. Flying cross body takes out Basler. Come on now, throw in. He's throwing her into the drop zone. Kari Sane now going to the top. Oh, she's going to be cool. Like you said, they're coming through the clutch. Isn't Insane elbow. Come on, Sane. Bang. Hits it. Go for the cover. One, two. Ah! Basler managing to kick out of the insane elbow. Uh, uh, well, uh. <laughs> it was nice playing. I enjoyed my time here, but I think that's it for Kai saying unbelievable effort though by her. Um, what is it going to take to beat Basler for the women's title? She's so dangerous. I'm saying with a primal scream. And now trying to submission on Basler. She's oh. looking for the anchor. But Basler turns it into the Kirifuga clutch. Well, there we go. That's it. Sane trying to roll through to get a foot to the bottom rope, but I think she's just far enough away for it to not matter. Oh, she manages to get to the bottom rope. Don't just put that point down for me just yet, James. <laughs> I wrote her out. I wrote her off this. Sane. Somehow, at the moment, getting to the rope. I think she's just delaying the inevitable at the moment. Sane's in serious trouble. Trouble, 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 trouble. And now the leg being worked on by Baszler. Don't pander to the crowd, Shana. Stay on it. It'd be Baszler's best match, I would say. In NXT, and now wrenching the leg. She's got the heel hook locked in. She makes her care about the throat, take the breath away from her, and just turns her attention back to the leg. Well, Sane has been picked apart in this one by Baszler. And you've got to be impressed, but I don't think Sane got a lot left. Sane rolling through, looking for the anchor. No, she can't hit it. Oh, my God, rolls back. Baszler crawling to the bottom ropes. And that might be all she wrote, Baszler rolling outside. And saying, I don't think that's a great idea going after it. Looking for the anchor through the ropes. Referee's counting on saying, oh, just breaks it in time. Well, that insane elbow to the back's causing Shana some jip. Sane. Alabama slam. Sane slams down Baszler, but it's going up now. Looking for another insane elbow. Here she comes. Oh. Boom. Feet up, Basler. Kirifuga clutch locked in. There we go. Great vine, but same else too. One, two, three. <laughs> Say this is the women's champion. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, he's back in the game. <laughs> but it's more about Kari Sane. <laughs> Kari Sane wins in a shocking upset. Well, I say upset. After the match, it was great. Kira Fuga clutch, same rolled round. One, two, three. New NXT Women's Champion. Uh, I'm a bit shocked right now. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it was certainly very unexpected, but a pleasant surprise. You know, I'm glad to see Baszler 
not on the top anymore and no one deserves it more than Kari Sane. You're right. No one does. What a performance by Kari Sane. And Basler lost nothing in defeat there. Basler looked like an absolute killer that maybe got the job done next time around. She could be on big about things. Sane, that's such a great result for her. Unbelievably, the second Japanese woman, but it doesn't matter about that, being a second Japanese woman. It's the first Kari Sane to be NXT Women's Champion. The May Young Classic winner has now fulfilled her destiny, showed a killer instinct. What, what a great... I think it's the best Basler has looked, and it's thanks to Kyrie Sane. I think this is better than their May Young Classic final match, uh, and I'm really, really impressed with this. Great performance, and the crowd enjoyed it as well. Didn't see that coming. Uh, anything else about that match? Uh, no, no. You've, uh, I think you summed it up really well. Very pleasant surprise. I thought it was going to be all over as soon as the Kirifuga clutch was locked in for the second time. But Sane having it really well scouted, rolling through, holding on, getting a pinfall victory. Uh, we see the reaction of uh, the fans and, of course, myself. I'm going to calm myself down now, but only for a second, because as we see Sane celebrate here, I mean, it's been, I think, a really, really good night so far. Prediction-wise, it means I do get the point that I needed, so it goes two points all, heading to the main event. If my predictions are right, we've gone different in that one. If I think you've gone for what I think you think I, you have, can I get a bonus point from that as well? <laughs> so there's a bonus point and a pay for you point on the line still. Is it perfect score for the predictions or is it who gets more? Perfect score. <laughs> you would say that now. <laughs> well, Carly no, saying... No, I did say it originally. All right. Sure. All right, calm down. Carly saying wins the NXT Women's Champion... Chip in a classic encounter here. Champion ship. See what the I did pirate there? princess has got a champion ship. <laughs> there we go. And I can't say anything more to add to that. What a moment! But now let's let's uh, concentrate on even even bigger than all of this. The greatest story ever told in NXT, as it was, and that is the match for the NXT Championship. It's last man standing. And it is Johnny Gargano going against the champ, Tommaso Ciampa. And let's have a look at the promo. Since day one, my goal, my dream, my everything is to be the NXT champion. Johnny Gargano, hope is lost, faith is broken, your fairy tale, it's over. Johnny Gargano may have won the battle, but I will always win the war! In Chicago, all I saw was anger and hatred and suffering. That's why you won. After TakeOver Chicago, after beating Johnny, freaking wrestling with my hands, cuffed together. You're damn straight. I knew I was the number one contender. Alistair, boy, you have something that I want. You know better than anyone what the NXT Championship means to me. Because even after Chicago, 
You knew you could twist the knife even more. Johnny, just like you were ready to replace me, I knew I couldn't let you win. Wait a minute! Johnny Gargano! Johnny Gargano, what the hell? He didn't mean to do that, boy. Oh my god! I replaced you. No! No! Oh my god! Tommaso Ciampa is NXT champion. Because of me. All it took was one moment. That changed NXT. This is my NXT now! Never in a million years did you think the Gargano fairy tale ended like this. This is not your NXT! Now while I'm still breathing! Johnny Gargano loses. I win. The only reason he's NXT champion is because of me! I guess you're right. The only reason he's NXT champion is because of you. Alistair Black has sustained substantial injuries. And while Alistair is no longer standing, two men are. So in the main event for the NXT Championship, it will be Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in a last man standing match. From an unsanctioned match in New Orleans to a street fight in Chicago, have I given everything? Not yet. Understand the real story here. This isn't Johnny Gargano's fairy tale. This is about me. It's about the main event. The greatest sports entertainer of all time. I got one more shot. If everything is said and done in Brooklyn, I will be NXT champion. And I will be Johnny Wrestling again. I got one more shot to achieve my dream. Not just become NXT champion, but to stop Tommaso Ciampa. This is my proof. Takeover Brooklyn will be my ultimate moment. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make sure Tommaso Ciampa does not leave Brooklyn the NXT champion. So the build-up to this match has been something quite incredible. Probably the greatest story NXT has ever told. Uh, you have to go all the way back when these men first came together as DIY, back as a tag team, you know. And uh, what a great tag team they were. We're talking about the tag team division NXT at the moment. DIY really brought it wars with a revival and all for the pain. And finally, it was their moment at NXT TakeOver. But after losing, Chumpa decided to attack Johnny Wrestling and try and take him out. Chumpa was out injured. For a little while, Gagano never really got over the hump of Ciampa. And then when Ciampa returned, this story really, really heated up. With a takeover match, it was quite incredible between the two. Match of the year candidate with Gagano coming out on top. And then we thought we couldn't raise the stakes any higher. And we saw a different side to Gagano. Well, that was a non-sanctioned match first time round. And then the kind of no disqualification match second time round. With the, the, the ring being exposed, being DDT'd on that. All the while, a story being told in the matches of like those together in the... Um, Cruiserweight Classic, and then what happened during the match as well with the attack, with the arm around the shoulder, the crutches being used. And then the NXT title came into play because Ciampa challenged Black, and thanks to Johnny Gargano, he admits to it, the belt shot to the head cost him the title for Ciampa to win. Gargano was incensed, and so is Alistair Black, rightly so. Black, Mac, Black mass kicking Johnny Wrestling. 
to teach him a lesson. And then, of course, Black was found unconscious in a parking lot. Gagano was added to take over a match, which was triple threat, and that turned into just a singles match. But not just a single match, a last man standing. So not only have you got who attacked Alistair Black, why was he taken out, but now you've got Ciampa versus Gagano. For now, the high of NXT, the championship, and the last man standing, it's been incredible. The build-up, the story leading into it, and I can't wait. Dan, what are your thoughts on it all? <laughs> if this is half as good as the last two matches that these two guys had, which, you know, I've, my expectations are up there with it, I think it is going to be an epic encounter. And will it be the end of these two guys? I doubt it. I, I think they're yeah. going to be fighting of them's either retired or, you know, out of it for good. Yeah, I, I do see that as well, you know. They could expand it now with last man standing. But I think it all down predictions. And I don't know predictions go into this because I think a victory for this guy tonight uh, can extend the feud a little while until uh, we, we get a final, you know, def- defensive winner to the feud. Who have you said I've gone for in this, even though it doesn't matter now? I said you've gone for... Tomato Chomper. The last, uh, well, twice before, I have gone Tomato Chomper in this match to be NXT champion. I, Dan, I'm four out of four with guessing your prediction at the moment. There's a bonus point on the line as well, isn't there? There is indeed, yes. So your one's quite important. I think you've gone for Johnny Gargano. And who have you actually gone for? And. Not a new champion, Tomato Chomper. James, I hate to say, but you called it correctly. When I wrote down your predictions, I actually wrote down mine. (laughs) So, you know, you was hoisted by your own batards. I know. Four out of five for yours ain't bad, is it? Do you know what I mean? Considering... But it's it's not perfect, and that's what gets you the extra point, I'm afraid. And what it also means that, again, we draw when it comes to an NXT TakeOver. Neither of us... Well, we both get an NXT TakeOver points. Overall, go three points all. Uh, and it will go to Survivor Series to find out if we can actually have a winner for that. Uh, but listen, why have you gone chumper in this match? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> um, like, I honestly don't... Uh... I, I, don't, I don't know, I, I think Tommaso Chomp such great work as a heel, and I think fans are getting behind him as a heel. You know, with Johnny Gargano, I think, you know, a loss here might make him snap. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think one of the reasons I've gone Chumper for is because I want Johnny Gargano to eventually win the NXT title from Chumper. I think it's too soon for this one now. So I think a last man standing match... You can have him lose without having that pinfall or submission. I think that matters, or even a draw. Do you know what I mean? That that could be cool. Uh, and I think with Chumper, with the NXT champions, usually hold on for the title for a little while. I think Samoa Joe had the shortest reign, and that was after, or Nakamura had the shortest reign. Uh, that was only after winning it for a second time. First time champions usually get an extended run. So I expect Chumper to retain the title tonight. And the other thing I love about Chumper. He comes out to absolutely no music and he's hated. We've seen with Dream and EC3, they were kind of chinny. The same with Ricochet and Adam Cole. We're not getting this here. They absolutely hate uh, Chumper. What makes him so detestable, Dan? Um, his cowardly actions, the way you know he's gone about business, and the fact that he doesn't care that people hate him as well. I think that's 
you know, it's he has no response. You know, he doesn't barter with the crowd. You know, he just says, you know, this is me. This is who I am. You've made me who I am, Johnny Gagano. You know, you you fuck things up for DIY. You've put me down this dark path. You're to blame for this. I'm your demon. I'm going to be the thorn in your side. And maybe he's going to prove that here tonight. He said he was the most dangerous man in NXT. He said he was going to win the NXT title, and that was before he went away for his long injury. Chump has come back and proven that. The black heart of NXT, of WWE, coming out here with no conscience. He just wants what, you know, keep hold of what's his now. He'll take out Alistair Black, Gagano, who forget, you know, he'll use Candice LeRae if it can get into Gagano's head. Gagano has changed. We have seen this change from him. Like Kari Sane, will it be the killer instinct that finally brings him NXT gold? Or will it be a step too far and actually play into Chumper's hands? I think this one, I honestly don't know what to expect here, but I'm expecting the unexpected, if you know what I mean by that. Like, I think this we see something incredible, and I don't know what yet, as we get the uh, announcements for this big... And Johnny Gagano, Venom top there, you would say, coming out here with a vest on? Yeah, you know, it's slightly different. It's not his uh, stoic look face on his uh, on his vest. But, you know, another thing that I think makes Chomper great as a heel is he posted a picture of his new T-shirt. He said, new merch, buy it, don't buy it, I don't care. Well, that is great. But Gagano has started this, due announcements, attacking Chomper, taking it down the corner, stumbling mud hole. Chomper can hardly get his jacket off and Gagano wants to put him away early going. And you talk about Rock and Austin in, in feuds, just the way the chemistry is in the ring between these two. When they both trade blows, it is an incredible thing to see. There is so much fire. And speaking of which, Gagano just hit a Lufez Prez, just to make my point perfect. As Chomper gets back into the corner, Gagano is not stopping in the early going, going up in the corner... Just windmilling in with some punches to the back of Chomper's head. <coughs> the thing about Chomping and Gano as well, which tells a perfect story, is that their matches are extensions of their other matches. As Chomper throws Gagano on the apron, tries to DDT him to finish it, Chomper kicks him off somehow. They've started really quick in this as Gagano runs back in. Chomper's got Gagano though. Double underhook, but backslide. Chomper comes charging in. He gets thrown to the outside. Is Gagano going to go flying? No, he just slot baseball slides out. No. And gets caught by Chomper. Well, that was nice by Chomper sending him the steps. I mean, you could play this one right after their last match, and it would make perfect sense. They don't start off, you know, trying to fill each other out or slowly scientifically, do they? You know, they're straight out. they know what each other feels like. Not in (laughs) a homoerotic way, but just, you know, they've worked together. They've had this feud now for a few months, four months now. They've had this feud for about two years now, yeah. I mean, I mean no, I mean the feud. They've been together. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the whole story. I mean, the Chump had beat him down about a year and a half ago at NXT TakeOver. And like I say, Chumper's injury might have taken it away, but it's actually come back and it's been a perfect time. If we consider Alistair Black's injury, and yeah, it is a, a bit of a miss on the card, to have this storyline that you can play in its main event, Makes Chumper try to get Gagano on the stairs and he blocked it, sends him into Barry Cade, but those stairs were exposed and they must weigh at least 300 pounds. Oh, Chumper's head's gone bright red already. But, you know, don't forget that Chumper's beating Gagano with his hands tied together. Well, this is the thing. Tied by his back and he got the job done 
And I think that's what the kind of level of punishment we're going to see in this one here tonight. It's Chomper staggered walking around ringside at the moment. Throws him back first into barricade. And now Chomper's going to expose that concrete floor. He's taken up their way for thin mats. Well, Gagano is doing what Chomper did in the last takeover already. And those way thin mats are being moved. And it's just cold, hard concrete. Wouldn't even be disappointed if Gagano did win this. No, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, I mean, Gagano's story would be told. Chomper, though, clawing the eye of Gagano, stopping this. And now Chomper stalking down Gagano. And he suplexed him on top of the barricade. You can hear the forearm shots. Looking for that draping DDT. But Gagano gets his feet out, pushes Chomper back first into the ring post. And now Gagano up on the apron. Chomper's in a bit of trouble. Here comes Johnny. Oh, Plancher off the ring apron. Takes out Chomper. And Gagano say, no, no, that's just the start. Throws him on the announce table. Straight onto Percy Jackson slash Watson. He managed to keep hold of his uh, tablet. And now Johnny Wrestling is undressing the announce table. And Carlos Cabrera is there, who's a long-time Spanish announcer. We're going, oh, God, not again. Chomper's on the chair. <laughs> Gagano's standing over the top of him. And Gagano's got Chomper. I wonder what thing he's got planned here. Oh, no, Chomper's caught Gagano. He's got him. Oh. Back first over the Spanish announce table. Well, the move that Chomper used... To hit Gagano off the stage. And Gagano used to take out Chomper. just been used there for the Spanish announce table. Referee's counting. And he's up to four. And NXT Brooklyn four has just gone extreme. Gagano barely able to register where he is, let alone get up to his feet. But he's up. And Chomper throws Gagano in. And what a hell of an impact we've seen the replay. Now Chomper's looking for some toys to play. Finds a chair. Now Chomper's in. He's got the chair. And Gagano, like, fighting it with everything he's got. Big right hands. <coughs> but Gagano, favouring the lower back, he reached down for the chair. Chomper would kick to the face. And now I'm sending Gagano down. And the boots now by Chumper. Oh, going to come running in with a big knee. Oh, straight on the money. Well, the fans not happy about this, but this is what Chumper's going to do. Not only to hurt Gagano, but to keep hold of an NXT title. Oh, bang, second knee in the corner. Now Chumper telling the referee to sharp as he gets a chair. And he's wedging it next to Gagano's face. Oh, my God. And here comes Chomper with a knee. Gagano's up, though. Oh, throws that chair straight into Chomper's knee. Well, we know the history of Chomper's leg. <laughs> the surgery he's had on it. And now Gagano's picking up the chair. Straight to the midsection. And then hard down on the back, even though we didn't hear the impact of it. No. I thought it was going to sound like a gunshot. Oh, that one, I heard it. 
Well, I think he's hitting me with the other way round. <laughs> That's how sick I got. Hitting with a hard side. Yeah. And Chump and I work in the... Uh, Gagano now working the midsection of Champa with a chair. Well, that's going to keep him down. Gagano now putting the chair up in the corner. Looks good to him. Champa's in a little bit of trouble. Gagano now picking him up like a javelin. And the chair's the javelin catcher. Oh, no. But Champa with a backslide and he's got a sleeper locked in. He's going to make Gagano go to sleep. And Gagano now fighting this. No, not anymore. Well, if he goes to sleep here, yeah, he won't get up at 10. 10. Will he? <laughs> and look at that, using that bottom rope. He can do what he wants and the last man standing. Well, has Gagano got anything left? That's the question we got asked. As Chumper squeezing a life out, using the second rope now. Crowd chanting Johnny Wrestling. Well, now Chumper thinks he's out. Let's count. Referee now starts. Crowd are fully behind Johnny Wrestling. Well, five count, but Gagano to his feet. Chump has got it locked back in again, though, as soon as Gagano's up. Oh, and Gagano had hold of the ropes. Chump cut him off, though, and sends him down again. And now Gagano may be out of this. He's trying to fight with everything he's got. Chump trying to get back to um, back to a vertical base. Backs Chump into a corner, but Chump is like a pit bull, not relinquishing that sleeper hold. Until the second time into the corner. But now Chompa's perched on the second rope and he's lifting Gagano's weight up as well as choking him out. Oh! But Gagano had Chompa like a javelin and the chair was the javelin catcher. He might first into it. He might have just broke Chompa's neck there, Gagano, to get out of that. And the chair came flying right back out. And now Gagano on the outside. Got to be impressed by Chumper getting to his feet at a six count. I mean, he's back down again now, but at least he broke the count. Well, the referee's starting again. Gagano's looking for some toys to play with. Well, the concrete's exposed there, but yeah, get a table. That's it. Johnny, get the tables. Well, Gagano, I think beating Chumper at this moment in time, I may be wrong, will mean more to him than winning the NXT title down. I don't know what you think about that. Oh, I hardly agree with you. I think the hatred there... One tunnel vision, like we say, it's a different man, and he just wants to hurt Chumper. And he set that table up, and below it is concrete, but that's not all. There's another table to go. Well, Gagano here, what is he going to do? Set the table up. He's letting Chumper recover at the moment. We've already seen the announce table go through. And Gagano seems to be happy, but. He's leaving a table like that. Oh. Well, that's exposed at the moment. That's going to be bad. Gagano on the apron, fighting with everything he's got on Champa. And now he's going to try and suplex Tommaso. He's got one of them fucking table legs. Oh, my God. What are you doing, Johnny? <coughs> Champa's hu- fighting out, though. He's got his leg wrapped around the bottom rope. Well, I don't blame him. Trying to fight out everything he's got. Shot to the face. He's got Gagano up. Oh, my God. Suplex, but Gagano landed back in the ring. Turned around. Standing switch. German, he's got the grip still on, though. God, Chumper there. Second German suplex, but Gagano's got the chair. Oh, and Chumper realised that. Blocks it. Got the arm locked. Oh. Third German on the release. Well, that is not good for Johnny Gagano, but the table's still set up. 
outside on that concrete. Chomper now running in. Oh, oh just takes him out with that braced up knee. Chomper now got the chair. Right to the midsection of Gagano. And then this cold, hard, steel chair to the back. There's only one winner of that. But, <coughs> but Gagano showed his toughest getting to his feet. But being broken down by Chumper. But Gagano back to his feet. And here comes Chumper again. Oh, another hard shot to the back. Well, we know how tough Jolly Gagano is. And Chumper shouldn't be surprised. Now he's got Gagano. Powerbomb. Oh! oh. Powerbomb into the backstabber. Not once. But twice. No, no, not again. He's going for the trivector. And now here comes Chumper. Well, Gagano's limp body on the third one there. And Chumper sets up the chair. He's going to have a seat and just wait for the count. Well, that is great by Chumper. Gagano's out here. Referee up to five. Chumper counting along. Gagano's up! Oh, oh and delivers a super kick. Sends Chumper straight backwards oh. off the chair. He's got a bow ganging out of his nose, which is completely disgusting. That is massive, though. I tell you what, that's one of the biggest bogeys. I hope the ref's telling him about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, please, mate. You've got a bogey there. We don't want to ruin the visual of the match. Why, if I was <laughs> Gagano, I'd wipe it off on straight on Chumper's bald head. I would, but Chumper's beating the snot out of Gagano. <laughs> oh, it's oh, Gagano's He's wiped it on the mat. Yeah, if someone's going to... Find that later. There it is. Oh, I can see it in the oh, middle look. of the ring. And now Chumper and Gagano in the middle of the ring. They're duking it out. This is for all the marbles here. The NXT title. Friendship gone wrong. Do you reckon this is what's going to happen between us at the end of this podcast series? Nah. You're just gin at it. Have a great career in WCW. Yeah. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Gagano winning the exchange now with the punches. So Chumper tries to kick, gets caught by Gagano. Four arms to the throat. Chumper ducks underneath it. Big boot to the jaw. Oh. oh, the roll up and the kick to the head. Sends Chumper back to the corner. He deposits Johnny to the outside, though. Here comes Gagano with a spear. No. Gets caught by the knee from Chumper. Oh, now Chumper's got him up. Double underhook, but Gagano turns it into a Hurricane Rana. Step up in Seguri. They are getting quicker, these wrestlers, I'm sure. Big boot by Chumper. Gagano comes off the rope, get caught. German Ch- release, but Gagano rolls through. Kick to the head of Chumper. German release for him. Chumper get to his feet, but he thinks he's knocked out. Oh my god, both men run each other clotheslines. And again, third <laughs> time, and eventually both men go down. But that's how well they know each other. Double count out. And now both men string back to, swing back to their feet. Oh, I know, that's what I was thinking, but can't put retains, can I? So. And now both men absolutely going for it, swing everything they got. Oh, Gagano goes, goes slow, goes high. Chomper with a knee, gets responded by Gagano. Oh. And then Gagano turns Chomper inside out of a short arm clothesline. 
Well, if anything's better tomorrow and SummerSlam, I'll be surprised at that exchange just then. I mean, yeah, it's not man getting super kicked off, <laughs> upside down, but still. It's telling a great story. Referee up to seven. Each count's taking a bit more out of the man. As Chumper goes to the outside, throws a chair into Gagano's path. And Gagano's so out of it, he just wants to attack Chumper. Jumps over the top rope. Jumps over the sweep from Chumper. Oh, running Palancha, but Chumper sidesteps it. Oh, it's more of a cannonball. But Chumper sidesteps it. Gagano landing hard, back first on the apron. Oh, my Throws him God. back first into Barricade. No. No, the stairs are there. Chumper's got Gagano. Double underhook face buster to the steel stairs. Gagano's not getting up. No. No, not on those stairs. I don't want to go to school today, mommy. Don't touch me there, Candice. I mean, that is unbelievable. Oh, Champa's slowly. He's sitting down Gagano. I don't think he knows where he is, but he can hear the referee's count the distance. Up to nine. Oh. Springs up to his feet and barely holding himself up by Barry Cade. But he might have just jumped out of the... He might have just jumped out of the frying pan into the fire. No, I just thought it was so kind of weird. complete word <laughs> Words, fine, oh, not no, good, head, mine. I was just like, uh, what, what's that phrase again? It's a mo- uh, for Gagano here. And Chump is still not finished, even those two tables there. Bringing out a toolbox. Now, what's it, would you usually find a toolbox, Dan? I know you've got a toolbox. What's in yours? <laughs> Um, you find snips, you find, uh, ta- oh, hang on. Chumper's going around cutting the ropes to hold the ring apron, uh, the ring mat covering down. So much like last takeover, exposing them, but we've got a lot of heavy duty hammers as well to probably attack Gagano with. Maybe Chumper planted that earlier, but you probably use that for the ring anyway, so the foam matting coming up now. I mean, it's not a lot of protection when you think about it, really, is there? Is it the same as outside? Nah, because outside's concrete, that's timber. My God, this is what ended Gagano's hopes last takeover. I mean, look at that. That is real hard timber built well. And there's so many danger spots. Now, if I was a health and safety officer in this particular situation, situation. I, would, I would have a couple of problems. That table there, upside down, is not good. Concrete floor exposed, and now the ring. And Chumper was Gagano. Well, Chumper was on fire, but Gagano's just managed to put that fire out. And now Chumper can't see a thing. I've been tooted like standing up and all that. Chumper gets his sight back, but turns into Johnny Gagano, who's wielding a crutch straight to the midsection and across the back. And breaks it, and Gagano's smirking. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's just got a smile. This <laughs> is the weapon that started this feud. This crutch has been a constant throughout, and it is a symbol as well as a weapon. Well, it is indeed, and it's been broken over the back of Chumper, but Gagano nearly got caught there by Chumper DDT. Fighting out of it. That's what beat him at TakeOver, and now Gagano's going to fall. Either way, it's not going to be good. Oh, my God, Gagano with a kick there. Oh, my God, kicks Chumper in the face. Oh! Oh, 
Well, Chummer lands on the outside of the ring apron, gets caught in a bit of a draping DDT, straight onto that exposed timber. Well, and that has got to be it. We've got a new NXT champion here. Surely. Don't call me Shirley, but it looks as if you're right. I don't say that very often. Well, no, you don't. Gagano gets to his feet using the ropes. Referee up to seven. But Chumper might be best now just to roll the outside and try to use that ring to hold him up. Well, he heeds your advice. Tells the referee to stop counting. Staggers around for a bit. Oh! Jesus Christ, that could have gone wrong. I know. (laughs) The stairs were there exposed. But Gagano does hit the suicide dive well. Chumper rolls to the other side of the ring apron. Gagano with another suicide dive. Drapes him over the announcer's table. Percy Jackson slash Watson there was like, fuck that shit. He went straight as soon as he saw Joe diving. These two damn crackers. I don't want to be be hit again. Gagano, I'm coming for you, Watson. That's what it looks like. Oh! Oh, that poor timekeeper. Had his head knocked off. Well, he was a timekeeper, a technician, cameraman. While he was, yeah, while he was distracted being concerned for the uh, timekeeper, cameraman, ringside technician. EMT that was down. trainer down. <laughs> and he got hit in the head with a monitor. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> Chopper comes running towards Johnny. who was perched up against Barry Cade. He had a chair in his hand. And he just sends him straight through. <laughs> he sends him straight through to Barry Cade. And now Chumper Barry Gagano with barricade chair and the technician that just got knocked down. And the ring bell table throwing various items. Oh my God. Oh, poor technician. Mauro Ronaldo better move otherwise he's getting thrown on this soon. He wants referee to count. Can Gagano rise from the ashes or this is it? Chumper stood on the announce table waiting for him to get up. Daring him to get up. Oh, Chumper's and... moving. He's alive. We're free up to eight, though. Nine. Oh. Struggles this way to his feet. And he's saying, is that, is that all you've got, Chumper? Well, I don't think it is. Unbelievable. Chumper, <laughs> using the chair, we see the replay. That's crushing. <laughs> what is it going to take? That poor ringside technician, though. Because <laughs> someone called his family. A wrestling chant going through the crowd. Oh. oh. Well, the handcuffs that are involved. Where Chumper was handcuffed with his hands tied behind his back. Now it looks like it's going to be Gargano. Well, Gargano going to get handcuffed. No, I just thought I saw Jessica Carr there. I might be... Tra- oh, now Johnny's got the handcuffs. Chumper sent into the ring post. We're going to have a Batista John Cena moment where he tapes his feet around the uh, outside of the ring post so he can't get up. I think this is a level that we've not seen with these two. I think he's just going to handcuff him, beat the crap out of him. Chumper going to get caught again. Oh! Oh, But this time he was going to go for his hands behind his back. Well, I think a tooth just flew out then. And now Chumper... Has got bad news for Gagano. I've got some bad news. Oh my god, he's gonna. He's gonna hit Irish Curse back, bro. He's gonna hit White Noise. 
But now Gagano's got Chumper. Chumper's holding on, fighting out of it. Back and forth between these two guys. He's going to handcuff him so he can't suplex him. That's what I'd do if I was Gagano. Oh my god, Gagano fights out of it. Chumper now teetering. So close, fingertip. And Gagano's got hold of the beard. One last left hand. It's waving goodbye. Oh, Super oh. kick sends him through the table. And through both tables. And then onto the concrete floor. And he's using the crutch to get oh, out. Oh, again the crutch comes into play, you clever sausages, you. Yeah, they really are. He somehow manages to keep his NXT title at the moment. I don't think Gagano realises... Or if he knows, he's thinking what to do next. Fight forever's a chant. Well, I don't think Champa has got much left in him. <laughs> and now we see a different side. Gagano. Okay, fair play. I will have to kill you now, but still. Gagano going the outside. He seems more cool, calm, collected. Champa now walking away. And this is not going to be good for anybody as they walk up the ramp. Chumper all the way. Gagano kicks away the crutch. And now it's Gagano with the right hands. That would be quite cool if they're high up somewhere. Chumper handcuffed himself. They both came off and Gagano was like fucked up then. <laughs> Chumper though sent into... The LED screen. The huge LED screens there and the lights have gone out from it. Oh, wait a minute. Gagano escape. Chompers tap him. It doesn't matter. Well, it only matters if the count of ten. Gagano realising Chompers still handcuffed. And now he's handcuffing him to the stage. And now Chompers got nowhere to go. And I do believe we're going to have a new AFC champion by the way things look. Gagano's got yet another bogey showing up. Bloody hell. And Chompers got nowhere to go. Bouncing Chomper's head off of like a, a metal crating thing and then a super kick to the head of Chomper. Like a saying, this is going to be it. I'm going to finish him. Chomper saying, I'm sorry. And Johnny saying, I have to do it. Second kick. Well, Chomper is apologising now. That's a nice thing to see. Fans start one more time. They want to see Chomper hurt. Gagano rightly shouted, Chumper, you did this. He would beg for mercy, but he's only got one hand, so he can't put them together. And Gagano's got hold of the beard. You look at my eyes. Chumper trying to apologise. And here comes Gagano. One last time, like the DIY finisher. This is going to be the end for Tommaso Chumper. And what's Gagano doing? Maybe thought better of the current situation. Situation. He's almost like he's psyching himself up. He's got the old Gagano. I talked about the new Gagano. Now he wants to end it with a knee. And here comes Johnny. Oh! Did Chomper duck him or was that just so much momentum sent Johnny over to the table? I think... I think it was momentum... Because Chumper's down at this moment, but so is Gagano. Referee counting. Chumper's back to his feet, though. 
Oh! Champa fell off the stage onto his feet. Gagano counting out. Champa is still your NXT champion. Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it was absolutely unbelievable. And again, you know, it was a crazy twist of fate. I just like how everything plays into it. The crutch, even the handcuffs, and you know, and the way Champa, even though he was begging at the end of it like a snivelling coward, he still managed to come through. And at the end of it, he's smirking. He's not smirking, but he's still NXT champion. Quite incredible there by this man. And what an incredible event NXT TakeOver has been. What I'll tell you what we'll do. We're going to talk more about the card uh, when we do our NXT wrap-up. But right now, Dan, what is your match of the night? My match of the night had to be... Uh, it's a really difficult one here tonight. It is. Uh, I don't know whether to go for this match or the tag team match. I've gone this match. I've gone this match just because how can they keep doing stuff that we want to watch? And it's just brilliant stuff. So I've gone Champa and Gagana. I was Cole, Cole and Ricochet and the tag team match have all the same rating. But I've got to say Gagano Champa. Dan, what's your match? Go on. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to have to go Tomato Champa Gargano. Rating, uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. This match, this, this event was really perfect. If the EC3 Velveteen Dream match had been a better standard or a better story, then I think I would have given this a proper 10 out of 10. We saw the nice surprises with Sane winning. Uh, and, and, and the dream getting a victory, but still that match wasn't great. But the main event really delivered. What is your score? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you. The 9 out of 10. You know, the mark, the one mark down is again for the EC3 Velveteen Dream match. It was hard to follow the tag team match. But, you know, the women's match managed to follow the Ricochet-Adam Cole match. You know, and this match managed to follow the women's match. So, you know, there's there shouldn't be any difficulties in following other matches on an NXT card you know the fans absolutely love it the fans hadn't worn themselves out by this time because you know obviously the length of time that this pay-per-view is going on for um but no you know it is it's just a perfect culmination of how everything's gone and you know I'm, I'm even really happy with the results as well yeah no it's been a brilliant brilliant night as Chumper stands over Johnny Gagano with NXT Championship. And it's just a stroke of luck that Champa fell off the stage. It's a bit like tipping point. Fell off the stage and Gagana was down. But we'll leave it there. Right, so let's finish one seven three. Now, So we're going to look at the matches. We just picked our match of the night, which was Champa Gagano. Let's go back to the start. So our first match was uh, Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain Eye. I'll let you start off. All right, well, this was a great way to start an NXT TakeOver event, really. But Mustache Mountain was very, very popular. And the Undisputed Era, I know Adam Cole gets a good reception, but I think the Undisputed Era as a tag team was strong. And Riley kind of get that reaction, which is which is good. You know, the kind of hill heat. They came out here. Mustache Mountain, obviously, were the favourites going into it, you know. So uh, they definitely wanted uh, to 
get the crowd into it, get get the match started, get takeover started. And it did. And both these teams gelled well. I'm not going to say it's as good as their match in the UK when Mustache Mountain won. I think it's better than their match at NXT uh, for really Unspeedia who won the tag team titles. Uh, I think it showed great chemistry. I think it, what it does prove, and normally I don't like saying this about tag team matches, but it just shows how big a star Tyler Bate is actually going to be. You know, he, he, he looked fantastic in that. Some of the spots that he did, like the, um, the, the swing around as well, using the strength, was phenomenal. Uh, and, and and other, you know, like the dive in the clothesline that he can do and he can hit from the ropes. I always love that. Bait come across to True Star. But I think it was a really, really strong match. And I think it's a, another great tag team match. Don't get me wrong. It's not as good as UK effort, but still really good. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was definitely a good way to start off the show. Both teams, again, producing really good in-ring ability. They've got a lot of chemistry together. So, yeah, I mean, because the match, Trent Seven, I think, was booked strong because, obviously, he was a weak link last time around, so he came across quite well. Uh, but, obviously, at the pin still for the uh, the double-team finish for the Undisputed Era. I don't think it's too bad a match, Dan. What were your score? Um, well, I'd just like to point out that the ref is an idiot and the ref spots were a complete and utter letdown. You know, he's constantly letting in... Uh, Either oh Robert as soon as Seven or Bait got involved, he was bang on him. It's like you know, if you're gonna at least do it, you know, at least do it evenly yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. make it a bit more realistic. Um, but I gave that a four out of five. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to agree with you with the uh, the referee Emma Adamone at that, and I gave it a four and a half out of five to start. I think it was really really good. Just didn't. Uh, wasn't as good, like I say, as their previous matches. Then we had EC3 versus Velveteen Dream. Yes, um, well, it was hard to follow the tag team match. But there was, again, there was a few very good spots, especially the finish, which kind of uh, took place on the outside of the ring. You know, the purple Rainmaker. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, I think... Velveteen Dream needed the victory. Yeah. You know, more than anything, I don't think he's won on pay-per-view for a long, long time. But again, you know, it wasn't a terrible match and it held up on both ends. I gave that three and a half out of five. Yeah. I mean, I've got to um, say the crowd was quiet. I'm I'm disappointed there was no real story to the match because usually with the Dream, we've seen it with Alistair Black and people out in the past, there was a story to the match and this was kind of just like a straight-up wrestling match. I would be worried if you're a fan of EC3 like I am uh, about losing his first takeover match. I know Velveteen Dream needed a victory looking back on it, but did it really need to EC3 to be sacrificed for that? I'm not so sure. Maybe a tag team match for those two, you know, or, or something like that. Uh, where is EC3? I thought he was going to be the next Bobby Roode in NXT. I think he might be the next Bobby Roode in WWE in NXT. But we'll see what happens when it comes to that. I go three out of five. I was a little bit disappointed. One match I was not disappointed with is afterwards was uh, Ricochet versus Adam Cole. I mean, I thought this would be a good one. And my God, both men pulled it out. And you've got to admit, you have to admit, Adam Cole gave as busy in that one. I mean, there is a, a gift going around of Ricochet getting super kicked by Adam Cole in midair, upside down, which I, I've never seen before. But what were your thoughts on Ricochet and Adam Cole? Well, there was great chemistry and timing for both guys. Credit where credit's due. You know, I may think he's a complete and utter tit, but, you know, I do give credit where it's deserved. Um, yeah, both guys, completely ricochet is completely unreal. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, he is. You know, he he really is. And you look at the people who I get behind him saying he's 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 great as well. People like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, uh, and uh, Triple H. Obviously, he's a big fan. I said it. You said it as well. But Adam Cole proved that as a heel in that type of match, he can. Give deliver. I think the problem with Adam Cole, we have not seen that enough in NXT. Him doing that, and it was nice to you know him and Ricochet can go all out. It was it was good seeing him not take the coward's way out as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and that's good. I think the only time he ever done that before uh, was probably in that ladder match. But even then, you know, you could say the back way in. I did give that a four and a half out of five, though. Yeah, I also gave that a four and a half out of five. Yeah, I thought it was great. Now, up next was the women's NXT women's title, and that was uh, Kari Sane challenging Shania Baszler. Yes, well, I, I can go without that. Again, you know, credit where credit's due. I'm not the biggest Baszler fan, but I think that was Baszler's best match she's had yes. in NXT, hands down. Yeah. And it was a pleasant surprise as well, the way, you know, it unfolded and... You know, just the ending of it as well. Well, exactly. You know, if we go back to the May Young Classic last year, you know, with Baszler and Sane, Sane's matches leading up to that were didn't go below four out of five. Did it was all above par. It was all great, yeah. And the final match with Baszler, even though it was good, it couldn't live up to that. I feel this is the kind of final match that we deserve this time round because it showed yeah. Baszler she was the unstoppable champion. There was nowhere else for her to go after this. If she'd have beaten Sane, you know, to be on top again, you didn't want that. You wanted Sane to pull out the victory way she did. Uh, such a, a great talent and so different to Oscar as well. You know, people that moan about having Japanese uh, women's wrestlers and stuff. It showed they could do a great match. The tree as well, the surprise, you know, the crowd behind it. It was one of the best women's matches that we've seen on NXT, I feel, in a, in a very long time as well, you know, dating back uh, before, we, you know, when Oscar was there and stuff. Well, I, I think, think, you know, uh, the last great women's match we've had, I'd say, because the Oscar Ember Moon and the Shania Baszler Ember Moon feuds didn't quite live up to what they should have done. Yeah. I think it was Nikki Cross versus Oscar last yeah. women's standing match. I think, yeah, I think that's where you go back to and you have a look. And, and it gives you so much more excitement now because you know that uh, there's going to be plenty more challenges, especially when we're looking up, we're looking towards the May Young Classic coming up this year. We feel like, you know, we see maybe the uh, the finalists and stuff like that could go forward and uh, have a part of NXT. But for me, I gave that four out of five. I thought it was really, really good. I gave that a four point two five out of five. Yeah. I, I love to be awkward, and you know, it wasn't just quite a four and a half, but it, it was better than a four out of five. I believe. Yeah. And then our match of the night, which was uh, versus Champa. Now, to be, you know, it wasn't as good as their first takeover match. It wasn't as good as their last takeover match. But still, their their good match at TakeOver is still the best match on the card. And it tells... It's, it's because of the storyline that we can go forward uh, and what they did. I wasn't a huge fan of the ending, looking back on it now, with him... Uh, with Chumpa handcuffed and, you know, Gagano on the stage because it made Gagano uh, look a bit stupid because he took that risk there, you yeah. know. He had him beaten, kind of, handcuffed, and he decided to run, and he injured himself, and he cost himself the match, as opposed to Chumpa doing it, so... But again, if if you look at it a different way, though, who's the reason that Alistair Black's not... Who's, like, the reason that Alistair Black's not NXT champion? It, Johnny Gagano. Yeah. Who's the reason that Johnny Gagano is not NXT champion? Ah, Johnny Gagano. That so actually, that kind yeah. of, you know, Tommaso Chumpa... I'm the reason you're not champion. Uh, you know, I'm the reason that you're still champion. 
and it can go off yeah. that story and it, you know it can come off of that yeah, exactly I didn't feel that way yeah exactly and like Gagano's um, aggression towards Champa, you know it, again cost him because he wanted to hurt Champa as opposed to win the NXT title uh, I hope this story you know plays out properly on NXT it'll be interesting to see what's coming up on there as well uh, and a four and a half out the same as the opening match and the uh, Ricochet Cole but I've got to give it to it because of like I said the storylines and everything behind it, I think it's fair. Well, I think, given it match of the night status, it deserves its own status. It wasn't quite a five-star match, but it was four and three quarters. So 4.75, I've given that one out of five. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing. I mean, it was a great takeover, wasn't it? Looking back, you know, we both it gave it... It was an amazing takeover, yeah. Both gave it nine out of ten. Uh, every match, I mean, even he's like we're moaning about, it, it's still better than most pay-per-view matches that are on anyway, you know, yeah. so... Uh, well, final thoughts on TakeOver before we move on to uh, the next episode of NXT. Final thoughts. Well, I think more people, because, you know, I, I know I speak to a, a fair few people that don't even watch NXT. And I think, you know, based on the past, what, five or six, well, maybe even up to ten TakeOver events, <laughs> <coughs> that, you know, they've either equaled or surpassed the WWE equivalent yeah. the following night. Yeah. So, you know, on just on that basis alone and the storytelling they have on NXT and the fact that it's kind of overseen by Triple H as well, I think that helps out a lot. And it's, yeah, you know, it, it is just an amazing product and it's kind of getting in on the careers of w, future WWE superstars, you know, get elevated to the main yeah. roster and it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, what yeah. can I say? No, I agree. I want to just mention kind of the opposite of that because there are some people that watch NXT and then completely rip into like SummerSlam and the SummerSlam weekend and say how bad SummerSlam was. Now, as as a, as a fan of wrestling, and I think you said it too over the weekend, it's probably one of the greatest weekends that we've had watched in a very long time. Like I said, TakeOver delivered. Smack, uh, SummerSlam was good. You know, I, I, I disagree with anybody that says it was a horrible show. We had a couple of good matches in there. And and what I felt I enjoyed was the title changes. It felt like a WrestleMania. You know, the, the Royal Rumble winners were unsuccessful at WrestleMania. And yet, Rousey and Reigns win. And it feels like a bigger occasion. We've got two new champions. The future looks brighter than that as well. You know, and, and there was a couple of, like I say, Miz versus Brian was a very good match. Again, I think TakeOver was better show, but that's due to the fact that of what TakeOver is, and that's why you can't change TakeOver. That's why it needs to always be five matches. It needs to be two and a half hours long, because then if it became a four-hour event with seven matches, we'd have the same problems with NXT as you do with a SummerSlam as well. And what SummerSlam could do with making it bigger, better feel, that's our point, because NXT is still developmental on the other day, and like you say the w future stars are going to come from NXT to WWE, and that's the real bright lights. But uh, I think it was, a, it was a brilliant weekend, you know, and like I say, take over the and uh, it made me excited about what was to come. And speaking about what's to come, we've got our next episode of NXT, kind of wrapping up everything about it, episode 465, and that was the 22nd of August. Well, we start with a video package recapping the entire night in Barclays last Saturday. Well, Mara Rinalo welcomes us, promising an in-depth look at the NXT Championship mat- match and teasing the UK title match. Then it's our first match. Well, it's Bianca Belair, the one with long hair, and she defeated Diona Purrazzo via pinfall following the sit-out facebuster. Yeah, Purrazzo has a theme, a custom tron, and a slick long jacket, which reads Virtuoso 
Fujiwa armbar specialist. Well, we get a nice exchange of takedowns and holds from both women when Diona headstands out of Alexis's headlock and bows. Belair looks thrown. She comes back quickly, however, and struts after a sequence which ends with a drop kick. Armbar attempt countered into the backbreaker and the beatdown and trash talking is on from the EST. Well, Proxo dem the tie but can't pull Bianca down for the roll-up. After some elbow drops, Belair runs her mouth for too long and a standard moonsault comes up empty when the new signee rolls away. Bicycle kick, hip toss and a drop kick leads to Bianca in the corner where Diona tries to grab her for an armbar. The EST throws and grabs her for the finish. After that, we get Nigel McGuinness, and he narrates highlights of EC3 versus Velveteen Dream. He kicks it to the fallout interviews with both men. Dream counts Kathy Kelly as his queen and tells her to tune in tonight to find out what's next for him. EC3 tells Mike Rome Velveteen was the better man on Saturday, but that none of his rivalries are over until he wins. Detective 3 also breaks down his theory on why he thinks Lars Sullivan attacked Alistair Black. He also plants the seed. It might be him saying he hopes Rome doesn't think he's Kaiser Saw or something. Kaiser Soze or something, because that would be absurd. Yeah, it would be the usual suspects for that one. Well, McInnes handles the voiceovers for the Undisputed Deer retaining their tag titles over Mustache Mountain and the Fridge Raiders post-match attack. Percy Watson slash Jackson gets to do the honours for Ricochet beating Adam Cole for the North American. We then see Rick's follow-up interview being interrupted by Roger Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. Pete Dunne steps in as the tag team champions back off. Ricochet thanks him, but the bruiserweight says he's not his mate. He just has some gold he wants. The one and only sounds down for a fight. My God, Pete Dunne versus Ricochet. That would be amazing. We've got some zoomed-in footage of the black attack. That sounds quite cool, actually. The Black Attack. Yeah. And Ronaldo tells us they confirmed it shows Nikki Cross on a rooftop. But other than proving she was there, he says they haven't learned anything else. Well, Nikki Cross is capable of that, especially jumping off a rooftop. But hey. Well, Liverpool's number one gets a hype video, introduced himself as the Brit West throwback, and promising to continue Liverpool's takeover when he wins the UK title. We get footage of Kari Sane beating Shayna Baszler to win the women's title. and it's re- Kelly catches up to the Queen of Spades and her fellow horsewomen afterwards. And Shayna says she wants to make it clear that Sane didn't win, she lost. And she's still the better fighter. Well, Tommaso Ciampa's last man standard win to retain the NXT title gets an extended operatic video package. Because, of course, it does. It ends with Mauro asking about Johnny Gagano's future after his knee injury. But they don't even hint... At when we'll get answers. The SummerSlam week segment we saw on War and Smackdown plays. There were a lot of commercials on this episode, even for one of the TakeOver Fallout slash recap ones. That leads to the NXT UK coming soon spot. Yeah, so the UK, and they're going to crown a new NXT UK Women's Champion at the weekend's tapings as, as, as we actually record this. So hopefully we'll get that soon on the network. And then Matt Riddle's appearance and signing gets mentioned. And we'll end that next week's main event will be Dunn and Ricochet get strong enough in a battle of the NXT Champions. <laughs> hey. But right now we talk about NXT titles. Pete Dunn, the UK Champion, is going against Zach Gibson. And this is going to be a rematch from the UK Tournament 2. That happened uh, a couple of months ago. So, Zach Gibson, I mean, do you, um, what were your thoughts on Zach Gibson after seeing him in the UK tournament? Do you think he's got a shot here tonight? Well, I'm not a fan of Scousers, like. 
Calm down. Hey, 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 hey. I'm going to fucking beat you for your title. <laughs> I'm going to nick your fucking wheels. Now, um, you know, he's, he's not a bad athlete. I don't know, you know, because obviously Zach Gibson's going over as a heel. Is that is Pete Dunn a face or is he just... Pete Dunn. I think he's he's Pete Dunn, but he has been a bit more facey in recent weeks. And ever since Roderick Strong turned him in, uh, turned on him at the takeover, he's kind of been after the undisputed era. But the thing I like about Pete Dunn is that he's not changed his attitude. You know, he's still the same guy. He's not. I'm not of... your mate. That's just another piece of gold that I want. Exactly. You know, he's not saying to the fans, you know, love me. They just love him because of how great he is. You know, you talk about Pete Dunne's joint manipulation and stuff he could do in the ring. That's why he is now the longest, uh, longest, let me try and work this out, what I'm saying. Because Brock Lesnar obviously lost his title, so Pete Dunne now will be the longest running NXT champion. Pete Dunne currently holds the longest reign of a championship in WWE. He does, Dan, you're right. So let's start the action as we start this. And Zach Gibson, we talk about uh, Pete Dunne's joint manipulation. Uh, Gibson does kind of exactly the same thing. That kind of dirty style. I say dirty style. It is wrestling technique. You know, like we say, if you're going to get the, the hand down, you're going to stomp it and work. That's legal as a headlock, as uh, JR would say. Gibson's got hold of Dunne's hand now. Nipping around, spinning around and nipping up to his feet. Kind of reversing the pressure onto Gibson and... Uh... That pissed Pete Dunn off, but after the clean break, Gibson just shoves Dunn in the throat, knocking him to the mat. Well, that is dangerous there by Gibson. <clears throat> and now he grabs the arm of Dunn, and Dunn won't be, you know, we, we talk about his, you know, long reign as the UK champion. There won't be many men he's many faced men. that kind of Gibson is at this moment. But Dunn has got another couple of gears to go up. He's got that speed that we've seen as well. Let's not forget about his match of the year with uh, Tyler Bate in Chicago in NXT TakeOver. Chicago way. That was the Chicago way. And Dunn's been on a roll <sighs> ever since then. Well, he's outdone in Gibson now. He's like, well, you know, you're going to go for my wrist. I'm going to bend your finger back. Oh, my God. Rinch. And he's just tearing. And now he's twisting the arm around. The arm should bend that way. Going for a chicken wing. Oh, no. Now he's tying up the other arm. Oh, and just stomps on the side of the head for good measure. <laughs> well, Gibson's worried about his arms. He gets a ringer to the side of the head. And now both men just <laughs> slapping each other. Pete Dunn's looking for the... Uh, well, he's got a colour arm. Kimura a Kimura type. He had to hold of the arm. It's the first Gibson got punched in the face and then... Dunn responded with a slap. Both men turned round. Both men leg locked. And uh, <laughs> on the thing, it's like a test of strength now. And they're upside down, slapping each other while their legs are locked. Well, you might not see that often. And I think that's just infuriated Gibson. Both men to the feet. Done. Right back to the arm. Right back to the hand. Right back to the fingers. Yeah, he's uh, he's a stomp on oh. the back of the elbow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, he turned him into a little teapot there, didn't he? As he has uh, got the arm again. Irish rip reversed by Gibson. He goes in close this time. Gibson going for the hair. It's an advantage that he's got that done hasn't over Gibson. Well, he's got a beard. Well, the arm got hung up there on the top rope by Gibson to Dunn. Well, it's like a hammerlock. On, well, it's like a DDT on his shoulder. 
And this is what the British style is, you know. It's it's so effective in, in that way of using moves that you might not think you can actually do. You know? What's more of a strong style, British or Japanese? Uh, for me, st- strong style, uh, fucking that's a difficult one. I think striking, I think maybe the Japanese has it in that way. But I think with just the kind of the wrestling technique, the, is that like we just saw there, the wrestling well, technique the British have got, yeah. there's more work in the body part. Well, whereas, Gibson looked you know, like he was going for an Irish whip, then he just stopped dead on the spot, near enough pulling Pete Dunne's arm out of the socket. The thing is, if it was Dunne versus, say, Nakamura, you'd back Nakamura in striking, and you'd back Dunne with uh, wrestling technique. I think that'd be, that'd be fair with the kind of strong style technique but you wouldn't want to face either of them do you know what I mean no. well thing. Pete Dunn goes for the beard the referee breaks it up then he goes for the for the nose pinch and just twisting it you know it is, it is I think taking British wrestling is more like taking punishment whereas opposed to you know with the Japanese style it's you're going to take a kick and it's going to be hard yeah 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 I'll say you don't want to get kicked by him but with this it's just going to be painful throughout the match because you can see the marks on their body you know they are definitely laying it in to each other here to get the kind of the best match possible and you talk about someone who so much influence in the business someone like William Regal you know 30 years ago was an all-star wrestling and now he's general manager looking on at Dunn and we talk about similarities people talk about similarities between Dunn and, and Regal I think Dunn it does remind me a bit of Regal but I think he's got a little bit more like a kind of high flyer about him. If you, I yeah. think we've seen Dunn fly before, but I think technically, you know, he's one of the best that we've seen in a long while. And Gibson at this moment in time is matching and move for move in this match, so you've got to credit that. Gibson's had the submission in front. Dunn finally fights out. Gibson's got the arm and delivers a suplex by his arm. And now is Gibson clapping his hands, saying, "This is going to be it now." <laughs> is he mocking Pete Dunn by having his jaw fist up to his jaw I think he is and Dunn gets up grimacing gets caught with a right hand by Gibson well that's just woke up Pete not a morning person he's woke up angry oh and Dunn with a forearm straight back to Gibson he didn't want to play around then comes running in with another forearm Irish whip now reversed by Gibson Oh, and Pete Dunn backflipping in the corner. Step up in Seguri to Gibson. We'll go behind and Gibson switches. Goes for German. Dunn lands on his feet. Kick to the head. Well, that was a killer kick. That might be it now. Picks him up. Close line. Uh, picks him up for into an armbar. This is a cross uh, arm breaker, but Gibson gets to the bottom rope. Bit of height helped him there. Rolls to the outside. Out of harm's way for now. But that's just how quick and sudden... Pete Dunn is, and I don't think he's finished. Here he comes. Nips up over the top on the second turnbuckle now, and a beautiful moonsault. Oh, he hit all of that one. Yeah, he took, but it might hurt himself. The arm's been causing him bother throughout the match, the left arm. And he might have landed it then. Referee's counting. Dunn throws Gibson back in, though. And Gibson saying, no, backing off. And Dunn, do you think Dunn's going to show her some... <laughs> No, he's not. At all. Double foot stomp. Got Gibson now. Picks him up. Power bomb. Sit out. Goes for the cover, but Gibson managing to kick out. Ah. And that shows Zach's toughness there, getting the shoulder up. <clears throat> it looks like Gibson's bleeding from the mouth. He might have internal bleeding. There's Pete Dunn psyching himself up for the finish here. 
end of this match. Uh, kicking Gibson goes to the Irish whip. Reversed. Tries to jump over Gibson. Gibson catches him with a kick that time. Off the second rope with a code breaker. Go for the cover. We've got a new UK champion. No. Oh, no. Dunn just managing to kick out. Uh-huh. As a code breaker, but more to the jaw than to the chest. And that was impressive by Gibson. Scouting Dunn. Seeing what he'd done the first time round. Catch him second time out. And then just literally milliseconds away. And a big bruiser weight chant trying to get back into it. I think Gibson's trying to uh, get his hand <laughs> back in the position it was. It's Pete Dunn cowering away. Well, he's down, but is he out? Gibson's saying it's his time. Liverpool's number one. Will he become NXT UK's number one? Ooh. Dunn with a strike and now blocks a hand. Lays him down on a mat. Dunn stands on it. Oh! Stumps on his fingers, and while he's worried about them, he gets a kick to the head. Oh, but another code breaker from Gibson. Oh. Step up in Seguri from Dunn. I think that code breaker's just fired him up as both men are striking each other. Step up in days as well, which was very athletic. Well, I don't think I've seen a double step up in Seguri taking each other out after the double clothesline. And these two guys have got a bit of chemistry as well. Do you sound like there was a fuck up during the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match when he throws the chair off his face? It looks like he yeah, kicks out. Yeah. I've just like five botches from SummerSlam. I think we caught about four of them. I caught the, uh, the, the show. Yeah. And there's another one in that match as well. Oh, what, when she goes up top and Carmella's and then she grabs yeah. her looking for the thing and drops her, yeah. Backed up into call now. Gibson with a step up in security to Dunn. Goes to the second rope. Dunn with a step up in security as Gibson was perched up top. Very high from him. And now he's got the hand twisting it away. So he can put it into position for the suplex. Superplex. And now he's got him up on that top rope. Gibson fighting out everything he's got. Oh! Oh, but Gibson managing to turn it around. One, two. Oh! Oh! Dunn managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And now Gibson's wondering what's it going to take to put Pete down the way. You don't, you're not a champion for over a year if you're not good. And now it's time. Gibson's going to go for Shankly Gates. Oh, but Dunn's trying to fight out, trying to back away between the legs. But Gibson's trying to wrestle him bring. And Dunn's stopping it. And now Gibson. Oh, he's looking for a, his version of the... No. I thought he was looking for an, a version of the abdominal stretch. But he rolls it through into the Shankly Gates. Well, that is beautiful, Matt Technician, there by Gibson. Rolling down exactly into, back into the middle of the ring. And he's got a handful of his hair as well. I'm sure that's not comfortable. Well, the thing is, you're in a UK tournament. People, instantaneously, you know, beat people like Jack Gallagher with this hold. And Dunn has been in this now for about at least 30 seconds. Crawling to the bottom rope, though. Fingertips away. Can he get there? No, Gibson's got the arm. Wrenches it back with his right leg. <laughs> also done. Bites the bottom rope. Very innovative from him. Well, easy for you to say, but done by any means necessary. Escaping. But now, oh! Wow. <laughs> he was biting the curb. And it's made him drop his gum shield. And now he's unprotected there. Gibson just stomping away at the head. And referee might have to look at ending this soon. I don't think I've seen Pete Dunn be beat down this much. And Dunn now looking for his mouth gear. Well, Gibson 
putting his foot on uh, Dan's wrist as he's reaching out for his gum shield. And Pete's busted open now. That's how hard they're striking. Rolls out a big clothesline. Turns Dan inside out. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to say he's done for, but at this moment in time, doesn't look good for old Pete. Uh, And now spit on it. Gibson picking up. Don't put it in your mouth, Gibson. Dan's mouth. And his attention has turned. It's a piece of Pete Dunn in his hand. Oh, Gibson's going to go throw it long. Oh, but Dunn blocks him. Wrenching his finger back. Oh! You don't mess with a man's gum shield. Bitter end. One, two, three. Well, Pete showing how it's done here in NXT. Busted open, but what a great competitive match for the NXT UK title. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? Most definitely, yeah. It was a great match, a great fallout from uh, NXT TakeOver as well. You know, Pete Dunne's extraordinary athlete. And it just goes to show you don't want to mess with his gut. Yeah, that's true, but yeah. Gibson, you know, honest, he, he gave as good as he got as well. Well, it told a great story in the end, didn't it? You know, like it's all about the hands being worked on and the gum shield being there as well and Pete Dunn taking advantage in the end. You know, he was beaten in this match by um, Zach Gibson. But at the end of the day, Dunn, he's still your NXT UK champion. So anyway, let's move on from that. That is NXT now. And we'll move on to news wrap-up. News. And of course, then we'll have a Raw Smackdown talk, just finishing up the entire week. So, news wrap-up, and Vincent Mann apparently made a mid-match call in the main event between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yes, well, uh, several sources have mentioned that the match was originally planned to go much longer, but Vince made the call to end the match early in the fear that fans may start booing Roman again. Yeah, I've heard that Vince Mann changed the script. That wasn't the supposed end, and he cut it off because he thought that's the way people were not really, really 100% booing Roman Reigns, so he said cut it now. I was told the event itself was supposed to go until about half 11, but it finished at 5 past 11, and they cut it off over 20 minutes earlier than expected. In regards to Roman's winning about there being a plan all along, we're told there was never any other plans aside from Roman leaving SummerSlam as Universal Champion. Rollins is Thanos. Yeah, I noticed he came out and wanted a bit weird garb on, and then I think you found a picture of the close-up of his... Well... Boot slash leg. Gauntlet, yeah. What was it in the end, yeah? It was uh, like Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet. And, yeah, I, th- I think that's quite fitting, actually. I think yeah. it's a good, good shout-out, yeah. Well, no, it's good that we saw that, you know, and uh, his appearance, and that's what he's wearing for SummerSlam. But it appears, talk about superstars, that WWE superstar Matt Hardy began working as a backstage producer slash agent at SummerSlam. Well, secret agent. Yeah. Well, last week, uh, it was reported that Matt Hardy will be taking extended time off soon to deal with several nagging injuries. His health will be re-evaluated later this year. At this time, there is no reason to assume that Matt's career is over. However, the report indicated that Matt Hardy's in-ring future is in question. Well, with a long road ahead, the Woken One was gearing up for the next chapter of his career. Hardy has been shadowing WWE producers, which could result in him transitioning time. Matt Hardy is a 25-year veteran and is considered to have a very high wrestling IQ. He has wealth and knowledge to contribute to WWE storylines and could have a long future ahead of the company. On Sunday afternoon, he tweeted that it was strange to be at SummerSlam in a different capacity. 
and he later tweeted a photo of himself with WWE broadcaster Mike Rome working together backstage at the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn, New York. Well, we'll keep you posted when we learn more about Matt Hardy's new backstage role. Uh, one of the things we said about Alistair Black, we did a show, we were seeing who done it, basically, and you said Neville was behind the attack but unfortunately we got news today we gave you a Neville update on our SummerSlam live show looks like Neville is free and clear now to work for any wrestling company uh, he's no longer tied down for a WWE deal uh, for months the word on him that his contract was frozen it's not clear if he's got the WWE 90 day non-compete clause and it's not cl- clear if he's planning on getting in the ring again However, he's living in the UK at the moment, and the Young Bucks and Cody have said they recently talked about missing Neville. Now, if Neville is available for the All In show, which happens in September, I think that would be fantastic for Neville, but I doubt WWE will actually let it happen. But now, Dan, it's time for your... Raw Review. And... Smackdown Summary. But let's start with your... Raw Review. (laughs) Well, the start is going to be a fighting champion... And that brings him to his first issue way back when on the first ever match for the Universal Championship. Finn Balor won it. Unfortunately, he got injured during the match and he hasn't had his rematch as of yet. So Roman Reigns says that I'm going to amend this. You're going to get the first shot at my title. I'm going to be a fighting champion. And already he's defended his title more times than Brock Lesnar has. Yeah, so he's going to defend it later on the night with Balor. But that brought out Corbin, and Corbin said that it's unfair that Balor uh, was the demon at SummerSlam as opposed to being Finn Balor. So the match is kind of null and void. That brought out Kurt Angle, who said, um, yeah, well, that's fine, Corbin, but unfortunately you can't have Balor tonight. He's a universal title match. You will be having a match next. And that, of course, is against a massive superstar who actually wasn't featured at SummerSlam. <laughs> yes, that was Bobby Lashley. That should come out, and yeah, one of the things I did notice, uh, coach was saying how what a great athlete Lashley and Baron Corbin actually are, and you know they could be the small who are like the cruiserweights who are like six foot, uh, like five foot six, and weigh of course two hundred and twenty pounds. Corey Graves turned around and goes, "Wouldn't that be called two twenty live then?" And coach is like, "Well, oh, we know what I'm saying." Very embarrassing for the coach to not realise the whole point of it's called two hundred five live is they are two hundred five live and under, but it's nice that he learnt it. The match itself wasn't anything special, really, was it? No, no, it was just a standard match between two big guys and uh, ended up with Bobby Lashley getting the victory. Yeah, I mean, Baron Corbin, I mean, from late on in the night, but it doesn't look good for him right now. No, we had the Riot Squad going against Ember Moon, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Yeah, I'm surprised that Banks and Bailey are still together. You know, they came out like a proper tag team in this one. I know they've had counselling, if that had been sorted, but it's still like, all right, and now they're dragging uh, Ember Moon into it. I thought the Riot Squad actually did look okay. You know, you've got Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and uh, Ruby Riot. And I think they worked well as a tag team. And I, I thought it was quite a competitive squad. Got the victory, and I thought that was fair enough. Yeah, you know, they are the more complete unit over Sasha Banks, I believe. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't a terrible match. And then we had a, a Triple H promo. And you love Triple H promos. I, I thought it was actually going to be like a proper... Um, promo about something the reason why he was back for but instead it was just promoting the uh super show dome or super dome show that's happening october 6th in australia on the w network and of course we'll be covering that for you i looked at the pay-per-view schedules and that i guess would be classed as an official w pay-per-view because we've got head in the cell coming up next 
after Hell in a Cell, the Super, super Show Dome, which is October 6th, and then the Women's Re- uh, Evolution pay-per-view, which is 28th. So we're actually not going to have a proper pay-per-view, if you talk about proper pay-per-views, in October. So it's going to be interesting to see how they actually deal with that. Will the women be involved heavily uh, in a, on the Super Show Dome? I'm sure Rousey will be. Because, like, but Triple H is just saying... This is going to be the last time me and Undertaker face each other. And I don't mind Triple H, but I just fast-forwarded you most of it. Yeah, it, it, he did ramble on a bit. But, you know, there were some good points that he made about, you know, after that end-of-an-era match when uh, it was him, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker all stood at the top of the ramp, you know, posing for a pitch together after that. Had it. He thought, you know, that was going to be the last time. And, you know, even though I think he's he's wrestled a few times since then, it's mainly been in a suit. And yeah, he, he yeah. likes to become the game. He did mess it up towards the end, though. He said, uh, when he was talking about it, he's like, oh, when I'm the game, I, I take off the suit. But he actually said that too early and then had to go back and put on the suit. No, I actually take off the suit and then I sit on the gloves. So, yeah. Uh, what was after that? Uh, after that, we had uh, his <coughs> Dean Ambrose's first match back, and he looks like a completely different wrestler. Yeah, he looked. Re- I do talk about the ride really good. Were you impressed with the different Ambrose? I know you loved the old Ambrose, but I was very impressed with him. Yeah, and you know the the Rollins, uh, Drew McIntyre involvement as well. I think there was a really brilliant spot when uh, Dean Ambrose was down on the outside. Drew McIntyre was kind of lurching over him and Seth Rollins come up and Drew was like, I dare you! (laughs) I dare you! What I liked about that was the fact that you could have put Drew in there with Ambrose, but they obviously are protecting McIntyre a little bit by having Ziggler go in and then lose. And like I said, he'd come across as quite strong. Also, I thought the closing segment, uh, the closing bit was really, really good. With Rollins comes running in. Because even the comments like, what the hell is Rollins doing? And then he comes, you know, suicide dive, taking out <laughs> McIntyre. <laughs> Ziggler looks around. Uh, I, I, Ambrose, I was impressed with his power moves. Cut the like, fall away slam and stuff like that. And then popping uh, Ziggler up. Hitting him in the dirty deeds. I mean, it's got to be good that Ambrose is back. And I wondered right now, what they're going to do? That'd be interesting to see. After that, GPD came out. Yes. Well, what's their problem with Elias at the moment? I don't know, but you know, he tried to have a concert in New York, and he said, "Well, Fender don't make a bad guitar, so there's some reason, you know, it was sabotage while my guitar was broken, yeah. and he's trying to get to the bottom of this, and this brought out." Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Hawkins came out and uh, said that he can beat up Elias if he wanted to. Elias told him to just piss off, basically, and then Hawkins kind of got himself, you know, fired up a little bit and said, no, I'm going to challenge you right now to a match. I'll tell you what, the fans were behind Hawkins a little bit. Hawkins got a T-shirt with all the um, losses that he's got in, in his career. Fans were quite behind him, and we thought maybe he's going to get the job done, but GP, uh, GPD... Did look strong. That pop up, that the, the oh, I keep calling it pop up. The the knee hit, the, the jumping knee, and then he took Hawkins' fucking face off, and then they drift away. But why is Elias not getting put bigger and better things at this moment in time? Is there actually going to be a story behind who's destroying his guitars? Or no? I, no I doubt it. Yeah, but you know, it could come to something. It could come to nothing. As a lot of them do, but um, up next was Authors of Pain versus Titus World Slide, and there was a weird segment backstage. I think. Um, Dana Brooke and Apollo Crews was talking and laughing and then Titus O'Neill come over and 
they're like, oh, what's going on? And they, you know, Bruce said, well, you know, we're just talking strategy. Well, the, she was touching his arm. Come on now. She was flirting with Cruz. Uh, no, and Neil didn't know where he had That gone. wasn't his arm, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, mama. Oh, mama. Uh, ooh for no reason. <laughs> no, um, so, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, t- I mean, Cruz looked good in the, the closing sequence before, he, obviously, the last chapter. And I, I'm hoping big things for Authors of Pain. But Tag Team Division, I'm not going to say it's stale, but doesn't excite me that much. You've got, you've got Authors of Pain, and then after that, well, later on in the night, you had the revival and stuff. But what was after that? Um, after that, we had Ronda Rousey coming out to her official title celebration, and they showed a bit of footage of what actually happened to Alexa Bliss and how she buggered up her arm. And Stephanie's kind of put it over as, you know, she's responsible for how well Ronda Rousey's doing. And, you know, all the women they just stood around the ring, and, you know, Rousey's like, you know, what? Why are they stood down there? What What is it? Because you want me to look down on them? You're looking down on them? You know, what is it? And she urged them all to get up onto the edge of the ring apron. And Stephanie was, you know, being her usual hill self. And that course of uh, ensued Rousey to lock her in the armbar and uh, hurt Stephanie. Again. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind Rousey's uh, promo when she said that if, if Banks and Bailey never had that match at TakeOver here, you know, with Natalia as well. Uh, but why does Stephanie has to have to position herself as the number one heel in the company against Ronda Rousey? Haven't we got anybody that can look a bit more competitive than Stephanie? Why does she have to put herself in that position? It could have been anybody to get that that the the armbar. I Rousey. think she's trying to replicate her dad and Austin. And, and to be fair, I you know people are, might be quite excited by Stephanie and Rousey, but to, I would rather see then. Rousey and McMahon at WrestleMania. I know people might disagree with me there, but uh, I was just like, I don't know. Uh, they're going to do everything right for Rousey at this moment in time, aren't they? And the one thing I did like the promo is Rousey said, "I'm not Brock Lesnar. I'm going to be a fighting champion," which got reaction, and I and I quite like. I thought that was cool because you got, yeah, exactly. You got to make sure though that you you, you you differentiate, and Rousey is getting a positive response at the moment. Indeed, yes, and up next we had uh, the B B tonight stood for Brooklyn, and they're dedicating their future singles wins to Brooklyn. However, Bo Dallas did not seem ready to fight Scott Dawson, who dominated the contest before winning with a cradle DDT. Curtis Axel immediately challenged Dash Wilder, but he got beaten easily with a gory bomb. So, you know, the revival must be team the next challengers well it shows that the revival are better than axel and dallas you know singles competition and i believe in tag team competition and a b team would be lucky uh how long can this story go with them being the lucky champions you know how long can it b team b team go 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 how long can it go 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 i don't know i wouldn't mind and uh, and people will never disagree with me of of the b team actually beating someone you know properly and then maybe taking them as a serious tag team along the road probably not going to happen but i think it's a will show up soon enough and that will be it <laughs> but again you know you're kind of forgetting that Bo Dallas, he's a former NXT champion. Curtis Axel, former Intercontinental champion. A former Paul Heyman guy. Yeah, yeah, he beat Triple H, you know. So, uh, I would love it if they got behind him, seriously. But what happened to Heath Slater and Rhino after the loss of I'll tell of you what, I wish Ted DiBiase Jr. was still about. 
Because you could have <laughs> Bo Dallas and Ted DiBiase. Money Inc. too. But two. But, uh, uh, know, yeah. dreams never come true. So, after that? After that, it was uh, the main event. Roman Reigns defending his title against Finn Balor. But before we get to the match, backstage, we see uh, Finn Balor warming up and Braun Strowman wishes him luck in his title match and says, look, you know, as I said, I'm going to cash this into your face. If you win, I'm going to be there. Yeah. I'm going to cash in. Strowman's made a point of saying that he's not going to be one of those guys that attacks someone from behind or after a long match. He's going to be there and, and do it straight up. But prior to SummerSlam on Sunday, before we get to the main event, Finn Balor provided Roman Reigns with a ringing endorsement. When asked by Sky Sports about the mixed reaction Reigns received from the W Universe, Balor heaped heavy praise upon the big dog. I don't get it. He's probably one of the hardest working people in WWE. He looks great. He's professional. He's a great talker. And behind everything, a great person. He's great behind the scenes. He will help you with anything you want. And he's always polite. He was great to me when I first came into WWE and he continues to help me today. I can't speak of anything but for greatness for Roman Reigns. He's one of the all-time greats. So that is Finn Balor, one of the biggest internet darlings, praising uh, Roman Reigns. So what about the actual main event, then, Dan? Um, the main event, I think it was a very competitive match. I think there was more action in it in the first two minutes than there was in the whole Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match the night before. Um, they went after each other viciously, dominated early on. But Balor took over after a drop kick to the floor, followed by a somersault palancha. The two traded signature moves and refused to stay down. Um, then Reigns caught Balor mid-drop kick attempt with a Superman punch. Balor blocked a spear with a knee, only to have Reigns roll through into another Superman punch. Braun Strowman arrived as Reigns set up a spear and Balor almost capitalised. Reigns dodged the coup de grace and hit the spear. It was probably another great moment, which I do like to see all the time in WWE. And that was, um, <clears throat> after, well, Strowman tried to cash in money in the bank only to have Ambrose and Rollins arrive in shield gear to save Reigns. Together, they triple powerbomb Strowman through the announce table. So, yeah, so we got the main event, which was Balor and uh, Reigns. Very competitive match. For a second, I thought, fucking hell, Balor's going to do this when he went for the coup de grace. Reigns moved Spear. And then Strowman came out and he said he wasn't going to attack anybody when they were down or when they were beaten. He was going to do straight up. And yet he came down into the ring, kicked down Roman Reigns and was going to cash in. What injustice there in the WWE. Well, luckily for Roman Reigns, the House of Justice showed up. Yeah, Dean Ambrose and Roman, uh, and Seth Rollins after all this time. The Shield was back together and I tell you something Strowman's been liked Reigns has been hated well you couldn't judge that by spot Shield got when they came together there the fans were loving it and as soon as they put it for the announce table they were cheering as well the Shield back together I, I, it gave me goosebumps because I wasn't expecting it and then I thought that's so fucking obvious as well because let's not forget it was back this time last year Shield reformed and then due to injuries and bad luck they couldn't do the storyline so what is stopping them from doing exactly the thing what they wanted to do last year this year it's a stroke of genius you know the Shield coming back I was so you know how much I love it's fucking brilliant you've got so many great matches that you can have now what are your thoughts on the Shield coming back with Ambrose involved as well I absolutely love it you know there was a lot of missed opportunities last year due to injuries Roman Reigns being out injured so they had Kurt Angle taking the place they had Triple H taking the place but now it's the three main guys and you know I, I, 
I, I like to say it, but all three men have never looked better as well yeah. at the moment. Yeah, and I mean, people might be upset Ambrose come back with a kind of new look, new aggression, but that's going to pay at times 100 when the Shield had the implosion and it's Ambrose's fault this time round turning hill. We're going to see Ambrose Hill, which is going to be great because he Rollins. Reigns is nothing, he's going to benefit from this. There is nothing that's going to hurt Roman Reigns to have been associated with the Shield right now. You know, there was not a problem uh, as to how long the Shield are together. Uh, and one thing about Roman Reigns as well, I, th- I thought we were all actually, sorry, before we move on from that, I thought Raw was actually quite good this week. I don't usually watch Raw, you know, or I mean, throughout in its entirety. Yeah. I did this week and I thought it was quite good. What are your final thoughts on Raw? Yeah, it was good. I, I think there was a pointless Triple H promo in there and then you get the Stephanie thing as well. It's like the husband and wife. Triple H got a bit of a cheer. Stephanie gets booed. It's like, you know, what? Yeah, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. But, you know, it was, it was very entertaining to say the least. Um, but it looks like the Shield reunion was in plan for a long time. Obviously, you know, no, how can that make sense? Because it was last. Yeah, exactly. So it was ever I mean, since, never broken the, up. since the injuries and stuff like that. We, we just didn't know what was going to happen. And it's the first time we've seen the three together. Um, interesting bit of news from that. Uh, Dave Meltzer now is reporting that Roman Reigns has passed up John Cena on the list of number one WWE merchandise sales. Merchandise sales all right? John Cena hasn't been around for fucking ages, that's why. John Cena's not been around for ages, right? And, and uh, But honestly, I think Reigns doing this it is very important. I think they're not doing it because at this point they're looking at the past year. So the past year since Cena's been away, Reigns has been top dog. But I think there's another thing about that as well because WWE Shop already have released three... Count them, free shield t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, well, WWE is ready, even if we weren't, because they've already thrown three new shield t-shirts out there for the market. Of course, they have the money to make a shirt or free and scrap them quickly, but this could be a sign that the 2018 shield reunion could be a big deal. Yeah, and I think it will. You know, what do you think of the designs? I think they, I think they look quite good. I like the the fisting one, but I think my favourite one is the shield, and it's got Justice has returned. You've got Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose logos all reunited into it. I'm not too keen on the Hounds of Justice because that's quite close to the big dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but it's, it's opportunities there, and and it means merchandise sale. You know, all the stuff with Shield goes to Roman Reigns as well. So it's not just Reigns himself; it's all the Shield stuff. So big merchandise seller. So that was Raw and the news from that. And now we move on down to your... Smackdown summary. Well, the Miz and Maurice kick off the show. Um, You know, the Miz saying he's retiring from facing Daniel Bryan with a tear in his eye. With a tear in my eye. And he was stood in the ring with Maurice and Daniel Bryan came down and said, look, you know... Kid, basically. <laughs> well, no, he said, I respect you. You're a great athlete. Um, yeah, well, Brian said the Miz can, can try and convince everyone that he didn't cheat to beat him at SummerSlam, but, but it's a facade. Another in a long line of falsehoods that define the Miz. And Maurice interrupted the back and forth and told Brian to go home already and that he should change his name to Daniel Bella. Ooh. Well, you say their name three times and the Candyman can name once and Brie comes out and her music played. And a former women's champion rushed to the ring, unloading on the Miz with a series of punches before turning her attention to Maurice. Oh. And then with the heels clear from the ring, Brian revealed that after talking to general manager Page, 
that he and wife Bree will battle Miz and Maurice in a mixed tag team match at Hell in a Cell in September. And I think that's great because not only does it extend the feud between the two, hopefully meaning that Brian is definitely going to sign a contract extension, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably going to be the main thing from it. But when's um, Sky and Birdie going to have a match as well? (laughs) You know, it's... Well, you mean we could be like a six-man, six-person tag team match along the road, you know? But it does extend it. It does make sense. And, you know, and it means that the next time Miz and Brian meet one-on-one, there's still going to be story behind it because you know there's going to be shenanigans at Hell in a Cell. Cahoots. They're in cahoots. <laughs> shenanigans. Flimflams. <laughs> but up next, we had Jafali versus Randy Orton. And after weeks of escalating tensions and brutal beatdowns, Hardy finally got his hands on Randy Orton in singles competition days after using, losing a United States Championship match to Nakamura at SummerSlam. Orton took advantage of a slip-up that saw Hardy fall off the top rope and back first to the steel steps below. Randy Orton controlled the match coming out of the break, but the charismatic enigma created separation and started his comeback attempt. A forearm by Hardy and a double leg drop on the, to the midsection had him rolling, a twist of fate followed and he scoured the ropes for his scent on bomb. The lower back was problematic though, slowing him down and allowing Orton to crutch him up top. Replaying his initial assault on Hardy, Orton grabbed Hardy's ear and the charismatic enigma delivered the low blow during the disqualification. So Randy Orton won, obviously, as you would have thought. But he threw the Viper to the ringside area, over the announce table and into the crowd. The two brawled until Hardy scoured an anvil case and delivered bomb onto Orton and threw a table. So what do you think of this feud coming out of uh, what's gone on between these two guys? Yeah, I don't really like it, to be fair. I mean, Randy Orton Hill turning out, I think it got stopped a little bit by the kind of stories about him. Why he was not featured at SummerSlam and Triple Threat match doesn't kind of make sense. It's kind of the feud now has gone above Nakamura in the US title, which it should never really do. Uh, and we know we, this match now, they're going to feud from us. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I know you're a fan of Orton and Jeff Harley, but... Th- no, no one, you know, these two guys really made, you know, well, it's I not think, a help. you know, this is kind of setting up a personal match between the two that could culminate at Hell in a Cell. You, I hope so, because that's, it can go, no, it can't, it, it won't help either Orton or Jeff Hardy, you know. It's not like they need a victory over the other one to be a star. So, I think, you know, you need to maybe put someone in a little bit younger who can have a, a bigger impact against one of the two. Yes, up Naomi versus Peyton Royce, and she had Billy Kay in Billy her corner. Kay. Iconics. But the Iconics returned to TV as Peyton Royce battled Naomi in singles competition with each woman looking to elevate their status in the hunt for the women's title, not forgetting that Naomi is a former women's champion. But Royce and Kay cut a promo before the match referring to Brooklyn, New York as a dumpster fire and definitely not iconic. Royce seized control of the match delivering a kick to the back of the head that sent Naomi to the arena floor, unloading with clubbing forearms to the back of her opponent, the Australian followed with a cover for two that left her flabbergasted. Two. Naomi recovered, grounded Royce and sent Kay face first into the ring post. The momentary lapse in judgment allowed Royce to recover, deliver a fisherwoman suplex that scored her the victory. So Naomi has fallen completely down. Kind of list of challenges that are on SmackDown. The Iconics... I think it could be really good, but they should have stayed in NXT a little bit longer as well. Uh, so we'll see where the women's division goes. But, of course, we've got big news in the women's division, haven't we? Becky Lynch. Becky, I'm going to find you. I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> On the heels of an attack, 
<laughs> Scottish. On the heels of an attack on Charlotte Flair that left all of us speechless, the new women's champion in tears and the fans applauding her actions, Lynch walked to the ring with a stern look painting her face. She says she should be standing in the ring as a SmackDown Women's Champion. SummerSlam should have been about her, not Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey or Seth Rollins. Her shot at glory, the shot she earned, was robbed from her because Charlotte was added to the match. It was her opportunity to prove that she is a top star. What I found interesting about this is that apparently there was a lot of talk about uh, scripting a promo for her. And... um, she also gave a promo, I think, backstage in uh, Gorilla, where she actually said, like, this is the, the real facts about it. And I think if you look at the promo when she's in the ring, what she says about it was, like, you know, Charlotte coming back, coming in to be, she, you know, Becky Lynch earned her opportunity, opportunity at the uh, the pay-per-view, Charlotte coming into it and, you know, basically taking a spot, stealing the limelight. Lynch has kind of been the one that's been on the back burner for all the four horsewomen. She finally gets an opportunity, and it gets taken away. Opportunity. And I feel that it makes Lynch... Uh, I, Michael Hazel, as you say about Hills, is that yeah, as long as they believe that they're, they're right, then they can't go wrong. And Lynch believes that she's right in her actions. That's what makes a strong Hill character as well. Indeed, yes. Um, well... That kind of brought out Charlotte, and she rushed to the ring, taking Lynch down to the mat, unloading with a series of rights. The last kicker reversed the ball in her favour, much with the delight of the fans. The fight spilled to the arena floor, where Lynch tried to escape. Charlotte grabbed her and pulled her back to the ringside area. Paige dispatched referees, followed by the women superstars, all eager to separate the former friends. Um, when they was getting broken up, one of them would break free and kind of hit the other one, and then like you know, Charlotte would launch a spear on Lynch. Sending her crashing to the outside, and then finally they got separated. Oscar was there. I'm sure she could have just stood him, stood him between and said, "Look, you want each other go through?" Maybe. But she instead, she, she, she just, she just yeah, looked. used as a fucking mate weight and trying to split up the main women's feud. I mean, it's a shame for Oscar, but hey. Yeah, but you know, as you were saying, Lynch was totally believable. She ran through a valid beef she had with her title match, her position on the SmackDown card, her relationship with her fans, and even her attempts at turning the crowd against her, though, were not enough to get the desired reaction, and the fans continued to cheer her. Because the problem is with Charlotte is that, much like they think Roman Reigns is, Charlotte is the chosen one that comes to the women's division. So no matter what happens, she's always going to get shoved down your throat. So it means you can't bear her in a believable face anymore. Uh, so it means you're going to have to turn Charlotte Hill unless you want to uh, have a problem that you've got with with everybody cheering every time she gets beaten up so is this what you would have wanted from Sasha Banks and Bailey oh yeah cool you would have wanted something you know something a little bit better than that you know uh you would expect those two to to be there but obviously the women's title on Raw is dictated by Bliss and Rousey you know people like that as opposed to Doreline they they dropped the ball with Banks and Bailey, and now they're trying to pick up with, with Lynch and Charlotte. It's just a shame Banks and Bailey have to do this, <laughs> do what they're doing. Well, we've got a rematch from the SummerSlam kickoff show, and that was CN and Vega attempting to earn yet another victory over Rusev and Lana in a mixed tag team bout. CN unloaded early on Rusev, working him into the corner as he sought to keep his win streak intact. He followed up with an arm breaker in the ropes, but a springboard attempt. Landed him in the path of a matchka kick by the Bulgarian brute. Rusev and Lana stood tall, having cleared the ring of the hills, heading into the break. So Rusev's a face now. 
Well, back from the break, Vega taking control of the match, grounding Lana and cutting her off from her husband. Rusev finally tagged in and was about to deliver a Mashka kick when Almas caught him with an elbow and followed with the double knees in the corner. Rusev recovered and, after a distraction from Aiden English, delivered the kick and the accolade to score the win. So there we go, even it up, so we should see a, a rubber match down the road. It'll be rubbery. Uh, Renee Young hosted a stage-side interview with WWE champion AJ Styles just days after he let his anger get the best of him and get disqualified in his title against title defence against Joe. Styles apologised for breaking the promise he made to Sunday's match and vowed to rip out Joe's heart if he says his wife's name again. Cue Joe attacking, leaving Styles laying after the coquina clutch. And he taunted Wendy again and stood tall to end the brief segment. Well, there's a bit of rumours that Joe might have walked out of SummerSlam as champion. have not done that, but WWE have already re- announced a rematch at Head in a Cell between Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. So let's hope that have a clean finish. And inside Head in a Cell, bit of personal rivalry feuding. It can be a great match, can't it, you know? But that's the WWE Championship. And then the main event of SmackDown was for the tag team titles. Yes, and it was a new day going against the Bludgeon Brothers after the... Bludgeon Brothers got themselves intentionally disqualified by using their hammers. They, um, you know, the New Day deservedly got their rematch. Um, they <clears throat> endured a brutal beating at SummerSlam, and they Bludgeon Brothers won by the disqualification on uh, no, just scrappled that. Um, well, with the gold on the line, there was no disqualifications that could save an injured Rowan and half of their SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It did not matter much earlier as the champions obliterated the challengers headed into the break. Harper and Rowan systematically picked apart Kingston and Woods with their fury and strength proving too much for the smaller opponents. For all the punishment, though, they could not put the challengers away. Even a double slam from the champions to Kingston on the ladder, propped by two chairs, was not enough to beat New Day. The champions were rolling, threatening to damage with their hammers, but Rowan barreled into the timekeeper's position with Kingston and Rowan momentarily out of the way. Harper set up Woods for a power on for a table. Kingston returned to the square circle, joined Woods in incapacitating Harper with the champion sprawled out across the table. Woods delivered a top right power by a drop through the table for the win and the titles. It's nice Woods gets the victory there to the New Day to win. Uh, New Day become five time, five time, five time, five time, five time champs. Uh, but it because there was a story going into SmackDown where Rowan was carrying an injury, and they said if they were to lose the tag team titles, and it would be a serious injury. And WWE announced Wednesday uh, will undergo surgery this week to repair a torn right bicep. So that's how bad it is. There is they held the title for 135 days before dropping to the New Day. Um, we've not heard any news when he will be back. But the injury by the 36-year-old is less than two years after he missed eight months across 2016-2017 with a torn rotator cuff. So what did you think of the main event for SmackDown, anyway? I thought it was good, yeah. You know, seeing uh, the New Day regaining their titles back on top. You know, hopefully it sets up another feud between them and the Usos. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, we can't have enough of that. Uh, final bit of news. Oh, what are your thoughts on SmackDown this week? I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah, you know, the title change was good. The rematch was all right. It wasn't as good as Raw, but I think it was still entertaining nonetheless. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Right, so the last bit of news we've got. Vincent Mann took to Twitter in order to joke around the WWE Universe on his 73rd birthday. He says, thanks for all thinking, uh, thanks for thinking about me, wishing me a happy birthday, and the three of you that actually did. Happy birthday to me, LOL. 
73 going on 20, loving life, Vincent Mann. He is 73 years old, that crazy old bastard. Uh, Dan, anything else about this entire week in wrestling? I think we covered it all, haven't we? Yes. Uh, that's it. So don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rose. Across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review and Google Plus. Send us an email to WNR Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review podcast. Funny clips on their podcast go up on YouTube at the same time as do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Listen to, uh, subscribe to our music maker, Diddly, on SoundCloud. We're on Speaker Radio. We've got live shows coming up in November. Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. Don't forget our next episode, WNR 175, and it's Controversial Characters Part 3. Free. But until then, I've been James Rowlands, and as always, I was joined by... Damn right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.